It's time for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. For the next three hours, it's high school basketball from across the Mountain State. Live from Marshall University, here's your host, Ryan Epling. And a very pleasant good evening on this uh, 25th day of January 2019. And uh, unfortunately, Ryan Epling is a little under the weather tonight. So, Coach Rick Marone, <laughs> it's uh, you and I dry in the driver's seat tonight. <laughs> well, we're going two-on-two two tonight. Our three-on-three three team's been cut down to two-on-two. Two and hope Ryan uh, feeling better and uh, maybe able to tune in a little bit later. Uh, but we will soldier on. And as you mentioned, Joe, the last weekend... Uh, in the month of January, and we know when that page turns to February, that tournament time's right around the corner. An exciting time. We got a few uh, kind of invitational type tournaments we're going to talk to people about. We've got a few uh, tournaments that have been ongoing that ever kind of use a, a interesting format, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Of course, the West Virginia Hit tournament's one of those. The Big Atlantic Classic. We'll get into that, but there's a lot of action going on, Joe, even tonight, and uh, it's been a really exciting uh, past week since we were last with our listeners. Exactly, and uh, also going on tonight is the King Cole Classic down in Logan, down at Willie Akers Arena. Uh, we'll talk to Mark Hatcher uh, a little later on tonight. Uh, Mark, of course, a former coach at Logan and has a radio show on WVOW in Logan on Saturday morning, so we'll we'll get his take on what's going on in uh, Southern West Virginia and basketball, but it's a great night. And since we were here last, Coach, congratulations. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Coach uh, Rick Marone <laughs> picked up win number 400 last Saturday, picked up win number 401 and 402 this week. So, man, congratulations. You've had a great week. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, Joe, I said first and foremost, and a friend of mine who is a coach said, now you know that just means you're getting old. <laughs> I said, yeah, I think part of it's just uh, being uh, being blessed enough to be a part uh, of uh, really high school basketball for a period of time. It's really been a blessing uh, over the years. All the coaches that I've got to work with, players, uh, the parents in the community. So I appreciate the sentiments, but again, I think it just kind of means you're you're like an old shoe. You just lay around and hang around for a while. But I think it says a lot as a coach. You know, uh, four hundred wins. That's that's a lot of wins if you think about it. And, you know, even at twenty wins a year, <laughs> it takes a while to get there. So yeah, it's been it's been a great run. Uh, like I said, it's always been fun for me, and uh, as long as it's enjoyable for me and. Uh, I can keep on and feel like I'm trying to feel like I'm trying to do a, a good job. Then I'll, I'll hang right in there. But uh, you know, it's been a great run, and uh, when you look back over the years, uh, a lot of great memories. Uh, actually, Rick and I ran into each other <laughs> last night in the downtown metropolis of Madison. I was sitting there having dinner with my wife, and it was funny because a, a girl come in and had a Tulsa shirt on, and I went, "Okay, where's the great Rick Marone?" And she looked at me, "You know, Coach Marone." <laughs> Very well. Even in Madison, Even right? in Madison. So, uh, anyway, uh, it was enjoyable to, to get to talk to you, and congratulations again on the wins and, and your career. And uh, we wish you many more, more wins over the season and, and years to come. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, Joe, on a, on a personal note, I know you've been through some difficult times this week. Yep. want to reach out to you and uh, uh, that we all love you and care about you. And, uh, uh, you know, wish you the best, too, as uh, you move forward. Appreciate that. And, and uh, what Rick's uh, – referring to is uh, I lost my father on Monday uh, after a fairly long illness and uh, he was 88 uh, been uh, 89 a month from today uh, we had his funeral today uh, just a great Christian man he was a great dad and a great uh, pillar in the community so uh, and uh, of course a lot of thoughts and a lot of great memories today and spending time with family and friends so uh, I felt like we uh, we 
give paid his respects to him very well today. Well, and on behalf of the show, uh, we love you and appreciate you, and I appreciate you being here tonight and uh, and being a part of the Basketball Friday Night family. Just, so thanks uh, once again. I, I appreciate that and just wanted to get – back uh, in my normal routine to, <laughs> to keep things rolling along. Well, we know you're here for scores, and uh, let's get right into the scoreboard. It's time for the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Rick, let's have some boys' scores from across the state of West Virginia that are in this evening. Let's take a look at the boys' scores first. We have several coming in, as uh, as Joe mentioned, a lot of exciting action tonight all across the state. The King Cole Classic, one stop there in Willie Acres Arena. Tug Valley gets a nice win, a regional win over Ravenswood, 56-50 to tonight. The Polka Dots, 53-31 winners over Herbert Hoover. In Class AAA, Capital 70, Huntington High 57. That's a big win for the Cougars in that one as they go to 9-3. Clay County falls tonight in a big way. I tell you what. Webster County, Joe, is absolutely rolling 15-0 this year, 92-42. They hang a 50-point win on the Panthers of Clay County. Also tonight, the Frankfurt Falcons, they are at the end of three. They lead Hampshire 43-35. Hedgesville trailing Martinsburg, but only 39-32, a big matchup in the panhandle. We know later in the program the Cos will have an inside look at that big matchup, and there's two minutes to go. In that one, also in the panhandle, Spring Mills, 52-44 winner over Jefferson. Morgantown, the Mohegans fall tonight. Well, they haven't fallen yet. End of three. Don't let me get ahead of myself. (laughs) The basketball Mohawk Bowl, it's 42-27. University leads in that one. Parkersburg at the end of three. Leads Woodrow, 51-46. Nitro leads Joe's beloved Scott Skyhawks, but it's 70-68. Well, that's actually a final, so Nitro gets a two-point win in that one. Shady Springs. Defeats Westside 63 to 45. St. Albans 50. Spring Valley 46 at the end of three. You got to figure the Timberwolves a big push coming in the fourth quarter of that one. And the South Harrison Hawks defeat Doddridge County. That is a West Virginia hit matchup 73 61. The Hawks win that and they'll advance to the semifinals in the hit tournament. That's a look at your boys' scores. Actually, I got an update on a score. It just came in at the end of the first quarter and the finale tonight in that King Cole Classic in Logan. Uh, Logan leads Philip Barber by a score of 23 to 12. Now let's take a look at some girls' scores from across the state. It is uh, St. Joe, the Central Irish Ladies. Knock off Cal, Kentucky this evening by a score of 57-42. And this one's a final. Petersburg rolls over East Hardy 47-9. It is, uh, this one's a final. The Lady Grizzlies of Nicholas County knocks off Roan County 59-27. And another final. All these are, well, actually the last one here is a third quarter score. But this one is a final. Cameron. Knocks off Tiger Valley tonight, 54-35. And at the end of the third quarter, it is Greenbrier East. You ever heard of that team before? They lead (laughs) Wheeling Park by a score of 44-23. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night dot com scoreboard that's a mouthful yes it is and uh, joe any of those scores jump out at you there's a couple really nice matchups there yeah on, on the ladies side uh, it, there's a couple of them you know uh that one kind of surprising petersburg man they just rolled all over east hardy you, you know it's always tough to to take a loss like that uh st joe picks up another win they go 13 and one on the season uh and uh, that greenbrier east team 12 and one rolling right along 
And uh, what's that guy's name? It's the coach down there. <laughs> I, I don't know. It'll come to me though in a minute. I think if I if I try real hard, I tell you on the boys' side, a couple of scores, and really looking uh, forward to seeing how that Spring Valley game finishes up in the fourth quarter with St. Albans and Spring Valley locking up. That seems to always be a tough matchup. Of course, Spring Valley has really been the ebbs and, and flows, if you will. They've really uh, rode high at times, and people kind of kind of. Uh, recognizing the talent they have there, and then they've uh, stubbed their toe a couple of times as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they can uh, turn the table there in the fourth quarter. I'll tell you, a team that is on fire, and you mentioned it, Webster County. Man, they, mm. i tell you what, they are uh, rolling right along. Impressive, uh, you know, coming out of the central part of the state. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, uh, not that they get uh, overlooked, because obviously Webster County, a, a very good tradition there in basketball, but I think that region in general, a lot of the teams there maybe don't get the light shined on them. The Highlanders are are a force to be reckoned with, and usually as the regional play and the tournament play comes around the end of the year, you kind of see, well, was it really what it appeared to be, or was it something maybe that uh, that appeared to be differently and they weren't? But I think Webster County's for real, no doubt. Right, and you mentioned that uh, Nitro uh, Scott game. That game was a close one right from the start all the way through. I listened to a little bit of the game coming in this evening, and uh, Joe Sweat uh, was just too much for the Skyhawks tonight. Nitro wins that one 70-68. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Joe, we mentioned a couple of the tournaments ongoing, and we'll be tracking some of those tonight, uh, the, the West Virginia Hit Tournament, the Hometown Invitational Tournament, a couple of teams you mentioned, St. Joe Girls team out of uh, out of state playing uh, down in Louisville, I believe, in that tournament. And uh, and then uh, next week, uh, starting Monday, we say next week, that's two days away, the Big Atlantic uh, heads on another voyage uh, there in Beckley, and a couple of local teams participating in the Big Atlantic. And you mentioned, let's don't forget the King Cole Classic, that thing's rolling along in Logan. So a lot of great action. Uh, it is. So uh, uh, let's go on to the phone lines now. we got a couple players on standby in the, in the batter's box, you might say. And uh, first of all, we'll talk to Madison Webb. She is a uh, senior down at uh, Chapmanville Regional High School, nearing the 1,000 point in her career. Madison, good evening, and welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. i tell you what, uh, these Lady Tigers are rolling uh, right along. I, I think you had a game uh, postponed last night due to, due to the weather. Uh, you were supposed to play Mingo Central, but you're what? Uh, right now you come in at 10 and 4. You had, uh, what, seven straight wins? Man, i tell you what, what's, what's going on in Chapmanville? I guess uh, recently or the first few games we were having a rough patch. And then we started – we had more energy coming up in the games, and we did what we had to do to win. Looks like you ladies struggled maybe a little bit on a, on a road trip to Morgantown in that tournament. Uh, you faced Martinsburg, Morgantown, and then uh, Wayne is a very talented team. But uh, like you said, you've turned things around. Is there anything in particular that, uh, that the coach down there did or, or changed to, to get you guys on the winning track? Well, in Morgantown, we struggled with people pressing us. And when it came down to it in the last few games, everyone started to press us. And we realized what we had to do was try to break the press better than what we were doing. And it finally clicked with us. Then you uh, came back uh, back to South. You played Mingo Central on the road. Uh, also, you played the Skyhawks uh, on the road. But then you got in that little tournament there at, uh, on your home court and had a couple big wins over Mann and Sherman. And uh, it's been all uphill for you since then. Yeah, at their holiday tournament, we were expecting Nitro to beat Sherman, 
and we were just so shocked that uh, Sherman beat Nitro because that's what we were, that's who we were ready for. We were ready for Bailey going. Talk about this. Uh, you're approaching 1,000 points in your career. Um, how close are you, and, and how do you feel about that? I'm about 40 points away, and I I swear, since my freshman year, I have, me and my dad have been talking about it. We dream, like I have dreamed about it, and um, that was like my first goal. And my second goal was to get an offer for basketball in college, and I got that through Bluefield State. So I'm really excited. Hey, Madison, Coach Marone here. Congratulations on a great start to the year. When you look at Region 4, and you guys are really, you're in a very tough section in Region. When you look at the teams like Wayne, you all got a big win over Wayne this year. How does that, uh, as far as the motivation for the girls trying to make it to the state tournament uh, this year, feed off of the fact that uh, you've got a, a fairly experienced team and uh, you guys have uh, played really the toughest uh, teams uh, in your region in A? I feel like, honestly, our regions, it's the hardest one. And our conference, the Cardinal Conference, the hardest one I've ever been in. And um, I think our confidence is way stronger this year. We have five seniors on the team, and I feel like we're as strong as we have ever been the past four years. Okay, how do you how do you feel like uh, when you look back uh, over the last couple of years, would you think it's your experience or maybe, uh, like you said, the confidence you've gained from being a part of the Chapmanville program over the years that uh, do you feel like this is a year you all can take the next step and uh, and maybe get out of that tough Region 4? I feel like this is the year for us. Uh, every year we've struggled out and lost in sectionals because we just weren't there, but this year I feel like it's the year. And um, our coach, Johnny, has uh, really put a hard schedule on us, like scheduling scheduling us North Marion, Huntington, uh, Morgantown, and Martinsburg, like you said. And I feel like he's prepared us for sectionals and regionals. All right, uh, Madison, thank you very much for joining us, uh, senior player with the Chapman Regional Tigers. And uh, we got a teammate uh, of Madison's coming up. This is Kaylee Blair, another senior on the team. Kaylee, uh, welcome into the show. Um, thank you for having me. All right. Uh, you also are approaching that 1,000-point mark. How do you feel, and how close are you? Um, I'm about 20 points away. I'm pretty excited about it because I didn't think I'd be anywhere close to getting it because I didn't get to play much my freshman year. But coming like from 10th grade, I really worked hard for it and really upped my game, I guess you could say, and determined to get it. Kind of the same question I asked Madison there. Uh, you, you know, you had a little struggle there through the holidays, and then uh, Coach Williamson, what 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 did he tell you guys to to get you going there? Have you got seven straight wins? Um, he scheduled us a, like planned a hard schedule for us to prepare us, and the first couple games were kind of rough because I guess we were just kind of coming out expecting it to be easy. But after like we saw it wasn't going to be easy, we really come to practice ready to work. Hey, Kaylee, Coach Marone here. Congratulations. And uh, I don't think Joe knows uh, I was fortunate enough to coach her mother when she played in high school, so I'm showing my age again. But uh, Kaylee's a tremendous player. And, Kaylee, kind of same things we're talking about with Madison. Are, are you guys really feeling like that this might be the year that you can break through? The Cardinal Conference is a tough conference, but do you feel it gets you ready for the uh, tournament when you get into sectionals? 
I feel like this is their year, and we really have a good chance of going to state. If we keep playing the way we are, I think we'll make it. Kaylee, uh, you know, what's what's the, the atmosphere of the team? I mean, do you feel like you, you're playing good team ball? Do you think you've peaked yet, or you still got a little improvement left in you? Um, I think there's always room for improvement, but we're doing a lot better than we have been in the past, and we have a lot of good team chemistry because a lot of us have played together since we were, like, five years old. And then, like, all through middle school, it was Chapmanville and Hearts in our conference, and now in high school, we're all together, and I think that really helps us. Hey, Kaylee, one final question for me. Uh, you've got some tough games coming up uh, on Monday. Uh, you've got a game with uh, Polka and then Winfield down there later in the week. That Cardinal Conference has really been turned on its uh, on its side, really. I mean, you guys got a, a couple big wins there. And then Winfield, uh, I know they lost uh, – were a little bit surprising the way they lost to Nitro. So do you feel like things are maybe up in the air and maybe uh, the Cardinal Conference as well might be within reach? Well, I think we – have a really good shot of like winning our next few games. Okay. I thought maybe you might uh, have a little more to say about that. Uh, but anyway, uh, Kaylee, uh, congratulations on a good season. We wish you guys the best of luck, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you before the season's out. Thank you. All right, Kaylee Blair, uh, a senior with the Lady Chapmanville Regional Tigers. It's time for our first break. We'll step aside here on BasketballNight.com, and we'll be back with more after this. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit BasketballNight.com. Marshall University sports journalism major offers students the opportunity to develop skills in the exciting areas of print, public relations, or broadcasting. Our curriculum features terrific skill-based courses and prioritizes hands-on experience that not only expose the students' work to the public, but also to the sports journalism professionals who are often willing to provide crucial feedback. Marshall sports journalism majors cover our 15 varsity teams in any media format including text, online, photo, radio, or video. Hands-on, real-life experiences come through Marshall's student-powered media, the Parthenon, WMUL Radio, and MUTV, as well as communications campaigns and off-campus internships. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your sports journalism career. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Many places that you can listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. We're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to basketballnight.com. Just click to watch. We're also on Facebook Live. Go to the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia Facebook page to watch on Facebook Live. And we're on Periscope. Go to Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup and you can watch us on Periscope on cable. We are in the Huntington area. Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Digital Channel 204.
up to date on your favorite teams, check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville, <laughs> and no, Ryan Epling. <laughs> Ryan uh, kind of fell ill on us this evening, so uh, we're, we're a player short tonight, <laughs> as, as the old coach might say. Yeah, I keep turning to have an assist to Ryan, and I, I just got to turn and shoot it myself, there's, there's just which, a blank which I'm okay there. with. <laughs> I don't mind right, getting my shots. We've got a 2-on-2 tournament tonight <laughs> yeah. instead of a 3-on-3, three three, so... Anyway, let's go back to the uh, phone lines. Joining us now is the head coach of the George Washington boys team, Coach Rick Green. And, Coach, uh, welcome into Basketball Friday Night. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate the call. Thank All right. You, uh, you guys uh, kind of got a little winning streak going on there. Tell us about your season and what do you, you know, how you feel there right now. Uh, we feel really good at this point. The kids have just, they just keep stepping up and, you know, it's, we have Bucky Brown, you know, returning guy. So, you know, he's he's just you know he's great. He's just a great kid, great player. So everything kind of falls in after him. And you know, in basketball, if you have one great player and have a bunch of good kids who can step up and play a little bit, you got a chance, I think. And Bucky's given us that opportunity with uh, you know with the other kids stepping up and playing well at times. And you had a little bump there in the road uh, back early in the season, mid-December uh, with uh, Hurricane. But then you kind of got things. Uh, you had uh, played in a, a little holiday tournament, and then uh, you, know, you had some tough games there, Huntington, Parkersburg, Woodrow, and you picked up some good wins there. Yeah, the kids, uh, they just really, you know, they um, they kind of looked around and looked at the challenge. See, at the Riverside game in our Farmore Classic, we lost uh, Mason Pinkett, our starting point guard, our real good sophomore guard, who was averaging 17. He hurt his knee. So we don't have him back yet. So that's what I mean. I'm just really, really proud of the kids, the way they're just trying to, you know, do little fundamental things and get in a position to maybe, you know, get a win here or there, and they've done a great job with that. Hey, Coach. Uh, Coach Marone here. Again, uh, congratulations on the start to the year. What about tonight? A, a tough place to play there at the Castle. You're going to get an eight-point win over really a, a surging Cabell Midland team. I know Coach Rick Chafin there at uh, Midland got some good things going on, but, uh, you know, that's got to be a, a good feeling to come out of there with a, a victory tonight. Uh, we think um, anytime you win at Cabell Midland, and then like you said, Rick's doing just a great job with them. You can see them getting better from last year and into this year. Uh, they challenge you defensively. I mean, you have to really be on your defensive game. They do some great things offensively. Uh, it was a huge challenge. And, you know, in some ways, you know, you always expect to win, but you're going to go wild. You know, if we could get this one, it would be super. And uh, we were fortunate enough. You know, we made some plays down the end, hit a couple shots, got a couple of stops. But, you know, they missed a couple of shots they normally hit. And if they missed, if they hit those, then, you know, you could have been calling him and not me. But uh, <laughs> it, it was a nice window. Definitely a nice win to win there. Definitely, definitely. Rick hey, does a great job with them. Hey, Coach, uh, big game tomorrow night against another Coach Green. Coach Zach Green, you guys go down to Willie Acres Arena and play in the uh, in the King Cole Classic. Uh, what, what can you tell us about uh, your scouting report on the Wildcats? Oh, they're really good. You know, and you guys know, and I think maybe a lot of the casual fans, they don't understand at times they say, well, this team has one A by them, and this one's a double, and this is a triple. A good basketball team is a good basketball team. And uh, Logan's one of the best teams in the state, I think. You know, they're, they're double A. 
which, like I just said, doesn't mean anything to me. They're just really good. And to go down and play, you know, in Coach Akers Arena, which we have just the utmost respect uh, for Coach Akers and his tradition and Logan's tradition, uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, it, it's just really a challenge to go down there, but that's what we have the luxury of doing as basketball coaches. You know, we can put our kids in any environment to try to get better, and it doesn't hurt us like maybe football. You know, they kind of get jammed if they do that sometimes for a loss or a, not a win or, you know, where you're scheduling where, you know, we can play anybody we want to play, and that's, we're just trying to get ready for sectional. So we're looking forward to it. It's, it's a, one of the great, great places to play in West Virginia. And we try to go down there and play uh, periodically so every kid has a chance to play there. Coach, you got a road game coming up uh, the first of the week. You travel down I-64 to Ashland. Then you got a couple home games and then the little general shootout. Uh, Your thoughts is, you know, know, March is going to be here before we know it. Oh, I know, and that's why we had this schedule. I need to check your schedule for us, I guess. (laughs) Come on. And we just play Midland tonight and South Charleston Wednesday. I think I'm going to fire myself, I think, is what I'll do. Um, but we set it up this way because you do want to get ready for sectional. You know, that's our goal is to try to get back to the state tournament. Uh, so we're looking forward to it. Ashland is very, very good. I've seen it two or three different times. And, you know, you're going out of state. You've got the dark jersey on. And, you know, it's going to be tough to get, you know, that 50-50 call. But you know that when you schedule it. But we will be better having played Logan tomorrow, no matter the outcome. We'll be better having played at Ashland. Tuesday, and that's all we're really trying to do. You know, we're trying to get in position in the conference to maybe play for that and just get better, and it, it, that's fun. Those will be a lot of fun. They'll be great games to play. Big week for you next week, and before the week's out, uh, you got Parkersburg South coming into, into Charleston. Yeah, we we have just such a great relationship with them. They are just they're just totally first class. They're just first class in everything. We've always had a great relationship all the way back to Coach Chrysler. Uh, and they're hard to defend. You know, Coach Fallon, they just they just put five out there in the arc and let it rip. So uh, it's a challenge from that standpoint. But, again, great team to play. It's always very, very competitive with them, and it's just good, clean basketball. So uh, we're looking forward to playing them as well. Coach, uh, thank you Zach, uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, congratulations on the season so far. And good luck throughout the rest of the season. We look forward to talking to you again before uh, before the end of the season. Okay, guys, I appreciate that. Have a great evening. Thanks for the invitation. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Coach uh, Rick Green, the head coach of the George Washington Patriots boys team. Now let's go over to the scorer's desk for a update. We've got overtime in Beckley, Joe. Uh, Woodrow Wilson is tied up with Parkersburg, 55-55. to 55. Uh, Again, going into overtime, uh, the Flying Eagles had as much as a 10-point lead um, uh, early in the, uh, in the, fir- in the second quarter. Uh, Parkersburg comes back, ties up the game at 55. We'll get you an update, hopefully, um, on that in the scoreboard coming up here in about uh, uh, six or seven minutes. Also, uh, this score just in as a halftime from the King Cole Classic in Logan. Uh, the Wildcats lead Philip Barber 45-17. to 17. Joe? All right. Thank you very much, uh, Marcus Constantino, over at our scorer's desk. And, uh, you know, we're rolling down to the bottom of the hour, but I think we've got time for our good friend Eric Little of WVVV following uh, some Parkersburg basketball. And uh, you had a good one tonight there, uh, John Marshall. Yeah, Parkersburg South got a 21-point effort from Braden Mooney and a 76-57 win 
over John Marshall. Uh, Mooney is an interesting case this year for Parkersburg South. He missed some time early or early in the year before the season, you know, in the preseason leading up to the year, because of an MCL injury he suffered in South's football playoff game. So he was a little slow to start the year, uh, though they had him for opening night. But he scored 24 against University on Wednesday, and then he followed that up with 21 tonight to lead Parkersburg South. They had a big second half from Jake Dennis, 10 points from him uh, uh, in, in that second half of his 14 total. And the Patriots held off John Marshall. They built up a 20-point lead early in the first half, midway through the second quarter. But John Marshall went on a 12-0 run that spanned halftime, started the second and into the third. And they made it an eight-point game, but the Patriots built things back up. And so uh, they put themselves right where they want to be going into a, a big one tomorrow night with, with uh, South Charleston as they look to even their record. They're 5-6 and six now, and a win tomorrow night puts it back to 500. Yeah, they're they're kind of up and down there. They started off a little slow, but uh, kind of found the winning ways here in recent games. Yeah, Parkersburg South has now won four of their last five. Uh, they did not match the intensity of University at all on Wednesday. Uh, that's the only loss in that stretch. And to be quite honest, uh, it, it, it's a good University team. I'm not taking anything away from University. But uh, it was a 13-point loss, and to be quite honest, it, it was a lot. It was a lot worse than that 13 points. The scoreboard does not indicate uh, how much better John or University was a couple of nights ago. But it was a good bounce point tonight for Parkersburg South, and that's the important thing. That's what you take away from it. So the Patriots will move on and uh, try to do it tomorrow night against South Charleston. Uh, it's another one of the string of back-to-back nights where Parkersburg South uh, is playing here. They like to do that on the weekends. They've been able to do it a couple times this year. And they use the regular season in many ways to get state tournament ready and to make a run for the postseason. But you're right, it's been up and down, and South trying to get some consistency and uh, figure out some combinations that they like and that work for them as they head closer to March. Tell you what, Eric, uh, Rick Marone here. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? We've talked. We talked to Coach Rick Green earlier. He really laid out his schedule with that uh, tournament time in mind, and I, I think you just alluded to that. And just from uh, your experience and what you've seen, do you see more of that where teams are maybe gearing schedules to get them more tournament ready? Well, first of all, Rick Green was ex- exceptionally kind in his comments a moment ago about Parker's <laughs> breakdown. He, he, he is. Let me echo that. I mean, I'm sure sure Coach Fallon and those a little closer to the program would probably do the same, but he is exceptionally kind to me and very nice to me when I go down there, uh, just first class to deal with all the way. And I appreciate him uh, being so nice to a lot of my friends at South High School. But that having been said, uh, to go back to what Coach Green said, you're right. Uh, You're starting to see a lot of that. Uh, And you have that flexibility in basketball. You You can't be you know, sub-500 halfway through the year in football in most classifications and think you're going to have a decent shot at the postseason. You know, the Patriots are 5-6 and six right now, and if you talk to Mike Fallon, he'll tell you that you know they've got as good a shot as anybody to go to the state tournament that he believes in his kids to do it. They were 1-5 and five this year, and he was saying the same thing. Well, the Patriots reeled off five or four wins in the last five games. So it really is a setup, and that's the great thing about basketball is – it's kind of like a chapter book where every every game is a different chapter and uh, you know some of them don't end as well as you'd like, but if you see growth uh, from game two or three to maybe game 10 or 11, and by the time you get to the tournament, you could be where you want to be. Uh, we've talked about this in previous weeks. Parkersburg South, I know, built their schedule that way. Uh, they brought in prep schools to their invitational tournament around Christmas time, 
And that's a tournament they've held, I believe, two or three years, and I'm not sure that they've won it because they bring in really good teams. They want to use that tournament to bring in good teams and get better for the postseason. And that's why you go out and schedule you know, programs like that. And George, that's why George Washington likes that game with Parkersburg South. They know they're gonna, and vice versa, because they know they're going to get a good, tough game. South going on the road to South Charleston tomorrow night. Uh, University was, was Wednesday. So uh, you got to beat the best to be the best. I mean, it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because it's true. And I think, yeah, you are starting to see a move toward teams uh, using some of those early season games to figure it out. Uh, I like what he, what he said. Um, what was it about Logan? He said, I know by going down there we're going to be better, win or lose. I, I, I love that. And that's a mentality that I wish more people uh, really took to heart. Eric, we're up against a break. Great report as always. Enjoyed talking to you. We'll talk to you again next week. Pleasure was all mine. You guys uh, have a good rest of your show. All right. Thank you very much. Eric Little of WVVV, and he covers Parkersburg South basketball for us here at basketball.com. It's time for a break. Break number two here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Thanks for joining us. We're streaming live video from the studios at Marshall University. Visit basketballnight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to basketballnight.com. All it takes is just one click to watch. You can listen online with any computer or mobile device by clicking the Listen Live tab. Join us online and vote in this week's poll. You've gone till 11.45 tonight to vote. Last week, 74% voted it was okay for a coach to go out and film scouting video of an opposing team's game. This week's question, should pep bands be allowed at games throughout all tournament play? Give us a yes or no tonight. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Again, you've got till 11.45 tonight to vote when we share the results with you. We want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Follow us on Twitter. We'll make sure to mention your name tonight. At hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Tweet us your team's score. Give us your comments on the game. At hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. Big shout out to some of the people following us just tonight. Brock Price, Wade, Clay Bauer, Morgan, Robert Canterbury, Heather Stewart, Aiden Sutterfield, GGWV, Eric Anderson, Lauren Sekman, and Whistlepig. They're all part of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.35 on Friday night uh, here in Huntington, uh, our home base. Uh, but we're bringing you uh, high school basketball across the street of West Virginia. Coach Rick Marone, 
I'm Joe Linville, and we're Ryan Epling Less tonight. <laughs> so uh, we're kind of trying to pitch in and uh, cover Rick, or, uh, Ryan. Ryan's not a little under the weather this evening. So uh, yeah, uh, and he very rarely misses. Very rarely, and uh, of course those temperatures dipping down. I noticed as I came into Huntington this evening. So old man Winter is making himself known and. Just to ask everybody to be safe out there. Uh, you never know when that black ice and some of those things. So we're happily in the cozy confines of our studio here on the campus of Marshall. It's nice and warm under the lights. <laughs> yes, toasty. <laughs> well, we know you're here for score, so let's get right at it. Let's take a look at the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Rick, let's take a look at the girls' scores first tonight. Okay, let's uh, flip the page, Joe. Threw me a little curveball, but I love the curveball. I'm taking it to right field. Uh, on the girls' side tonight, a few scores rolling in for St. Joe. Uh, goes on the road tonight uh, in Louisville and gets a tournament win over Cal, Kentucky, 57-42. to Petersburg, 47. East Hardy, the Cougars, 9. Petersburg with the big win there. Midland Trail, 67-35 winners over Valley Fayette. The Greyhounds fall tonight. Nicholas County. The Lady Grizzlies roll up a 59-27 winner over the Roan County Raiders. A West Virginia hit tournament game. The Cameron Dragons run their record to 11-4. Coach Roger Kane's crew a 54-35 winner over Tigers Valley. Gilmer County, the Titans. I tell you what, Amy Chapman got a nice ball club, Joe. 12-3 are the Titans. A tough one tonight. They beat Clay County 58-53 on the road. Not easy to win in Clay, but they get the job done. And the Greenbrier East Spartans, you might know their coach, I think, on the girls' side. They knock off Wheeling Park tonight, 56-33. And we'll have a bunch more scores rolling in, but that's our uh, girls' side of the Basketball Night scoreboard. And now let's take a look at some boys' scores from across the state of West Virginia. At the half in the King Cole Classic, it's the Logan Wildcats, the host school, leading Phillip Barber 45-17. In a game a little earlier this evening in that King Cole Classic down at Willie Acres Arena, it was the Tug Valley Panthers picking up a win tonight over Ravenswood, 56-50 in a good one. This one a fine one. The Polka Dots knock off Herbert Hoover tonight by a score, 53-31. It was Nicholas County. They continued to roll and knocking off Braxton County, neighboring county, back-to-back uh, backdoor neighbors. Nicholas County knocks off Nick or Braxton, 77-68. Capital picks up a win tonight over Huntington, 70-57. Webster County, 15-0 on the season. They knock off Clay County, 92-42. George Washington, as you heard us talking to Coach Rick Green there a few minutes, picked up the win tonight over Cabell Midland, 76-68. It was Frankfurt over Hampshire tonight, 62-42. Martinsburg. In that uh, panhandle battle, they knock off Hedgesville. Sounded like a defensive game, 43-36. Excuse me. It was Spring Mills over Jefferson, 52-44. Another uh, Eastern panhandle matchup. You heard Eric Little there describing the action. Parkersburg South, the Patriots. Winners tonight over John Marshall by a score of 76-57. Winfield knocks off Mingo Central, 64-51. Winfield goes 7-7 on the season. Mingo Central goes to 1-12. Big match up there in Morgantown. Still at the end of the third quarter. 
University leads the Mohegans 42-27. And a final. This one went to overtime. Woodrow Wilson, the Flying Eagles, knock off Parkersburg Big Reds 67-58. Nitro holds off the Scott Skyhawks, breaking their three-game win streak. Nitro, the Wildcats over the Skyhawks 70-68. It was Shady Springs going to 12-2 on the season with their win tonight over Westside 63-45. Huntington St. Joe knock off the Sherman Tide 53-44. It was St. Albans picking up win number eight on the season as they knock off Spring Valley 59-55. It was Wheeling Central, the Catholic knockoff Lindsay, 75-57. South Harrison, the Hawks over Doddridge County, 73-61. And it was the Tulsa Rebels picking up another win tonight, 65-50. That is a hit tournament game. And that is a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. Very good job, Joe. And you mentioned uh, some of those scores uh, coming in, kind of live uh, live scoring as you go. Some of those uh, jumping into uh, our scoreboard as we go. And you mentioned here in just a bit, uh, we'll be uh, taking a little closer look at that Hedgesville-Martinsburg game. Uh, a great matchup there up in the panhandle and uh, really an interesting flow to that game. Of course, Matt Miller will be joining us here in just a bit. But uh, uh, always uh, some of those regional rivalries, it doesn't matter. You know, they say chuck the records out. No matter what the records are, uh, that Scott game as well, another one, when you look at kind of the backyard, side yard brawls, whatever you want to call it, boy, those are always exciting. And that's what really high school basketball is all about in West Virginia. Of course, uh, the West Virginia hit tournament, the uh, hometown invitational is in high gear. And uh, I know your your team played in in it last week. How long does that go on? It seems like it goes on for a month it's or a two. Great, it's a great tournament. And I, it, it's really, it's over a three-week period. And it's scheduled uh, primarily on the weekends. Uh, a couple of the games that you gave the scores to, they're the South Harrison win over Doddridge County, also a hit tournament game. And what they do is uh, they have a group of teams, I think, on the boys' side in the Division One is 12 schools. They're put into pods. You have pool play, and those are spread out over the weekends. And then they come together for a night of champions. The boys' side is at uh, Robert C. Bird High School. Uh, that'll be the weekend of February 9th. Uh, the girls is actually uh, the weekend of February 2nd, which will be next uh, weekend, and that'll be at Tigers Valley High School this year. So you play pool play, they have a crossover games, and they uh, have a championship game, a third place game, and such. So the girls and the boys, and you're exactly right, it stretches out over several weeks, but it culminates with everyone coming together. We've uh, Our teams participate. This is our third year. Our boys team uh, got into it this year, and it's great because you play teams in other parts of the state that you might not normally see. I was going to say, we, we've talked about it before. It gives the teams opportunity to travel to areas where you you know, outside the comfort zone a little bit. Yeah, and I tell you, they've got some great leadership. Uh, Tom Walmsley uh, and his crew on the boys' side, Mike Pascal, Howard Meeks, and the guys that are on the girls' side, uh, they organize it. They put on a, a really great tournament, and it's good to be a part of it. And some great <coughs> basketball, too. And like you said, some not natural rivalries end up becoming rivalries. A couple of teams that we've played, we actually have a hit tournament game tomorrow afternoon with St. Mary's, a team we've played the last three years now that would have normally never been on our schedule. We've been to St. Mary's. Uh, we've played Cam. 
Cameron three years now. So teams that we would normally see, I've met some great people, and I think that's part of it is the kids getting to experience other parts of our beautiful state and the basketball around the state and uh, really able to share that passion with other people and meet coaches and network. And uh, it's been a great experience. And it will all culminate next week for the girls and the following week for the boys. And this uh, in the hit tournament, are those on, like, Home away on you know really floors or neutral floors. Great question. Uh, the the pool play games are on home courts, which can uh, involve a little bit of travel. That's why it's done on the weekend. Where you're seated in your pool determines whether you get one or two home games uh, in the tournament. Uh, everybody gets at least one home game, which is nice because it adds another time for your fans to see you at home. And then if you're a higher seed in your pool, you can get two home games, and then you'll have one road game. So they are on home courts. And then, again, the final uh, night of champions is, is normally on a neutral court or one of the members' schools will host that event. So. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, we've, held it, we've had him on home. Hold long enough. Uh, my, Matt Miller from WRNR in Martinsburg. Uh, sounds like you uh, covered a pretty defensive game tonight. Uh, sort of, to be honest with you. Uh, Edgesville took a 15-11 to 11 lead after quarter number one thanks to a 13-0 run in that first quarter. Martinsburg then outscored Edgesville 15-13 in that second quarter. It was 28-26 at the half. In the third quarter, Martinsburg opened the second half on an 8-0 run, regained the lead, and ultimately outscored Hedgesville 13-4 in the third quarter. So we went to the fourth quarter with the score 39-32. Hedgesville had played a zone defense the entire time, trying to slow and control that tempo, and Martinsburg opened the fourth quarter by holding the basketball, saying, come out and get us, head coach Kelly Church of Hedgesville waited until halfway through that fourth quarter to finally say, okay, guys, come on out. Even at that, Martinsburg still was able to work the ball around, run some time. Each team missed a couple of shots. And in the end, Martinsburg went four of seven from the foul line in the final minute and a half or so of that fourth quarter for their only points in the period, while Hedgesville went one of two from the line. And Evan Hosby on the very final shot of the game hit a three-pointer that made a 10-point deficit, a seven-point loss at 43-36. So the fourth quarter did not have a lot of action. Matt, we've talked to you you know, pretty much every week, but tell us about this Martinsburg team. They just keep finding ways to win basketball games. You know, We've talked about it. You know, It, it rolled off football. They had an outstanding season winning in the AAA, and it just rolled right into basketball, and they keep trucking right along. Yeah, and this was one of those games they had to try to find a way to win. I mean, uh, Grant Harmon, uh, the quarterback in free safety on the football team, one of the top players on this basketball team as well, averaging 12 points a game. He hit a three-pointer on the very opening possession for the Bulldogs, and then, boom, Hedgesville went on that 13 to nothing run, and this team just continued to battle, continued to battle, uh, got the game tied at 15, got the game tied at 26, went into the locker room down by two just the second time all season. They trailed at the half, but they really turned it up to open that third quarter. And then once they got the lead, they played so well defensively all season long to give up only eight points in that second half was outstanding. Matt, we're about three-quarters away through the regular season. Uh, and I know coaches don't like to talk about this, but uh, what what do you think the percentage rate is this uh, Martinsburg Bulldog team can uh, – Pull up a, uh, you know, undefeated season. 
I, it's certainly a possibility. Um, I would say, you know, they, they've still got a big test on the road at Musselman. Uh, they did beat Musselman here at home uh, just a, a week or so ago. Um, that'll be a, a tough ball game for them there. And then, of course, Morgantown comes here to the Martinsburg Fieldhouse one week from tomorrow on February the 2nd. And I'm sure the Mohegans are looking forward to a rematch after Martinsburg got the win in Morgantown on Monday. All right, we're up against a break. Uh, Matt Miller, thanks again. Great report, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. Sounds good. Enjoy the evening, guys. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Matt Miller, WRNR in Martinsburg. We do have to step away for a break. Break number three here on Basketball Friday Night. You're listening to the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit BasketballNight.com. It's the Daily Hoops Roundup, part of BasketballNight.com. Every day, we recap the day's scores just for you on all teams in West Virginia. We send followers an email at 8 a.m. with the Daily Hoops Roundup. You can also visit BasketballNight.com anytime to check the day's scores. And we want you to become part of our score reporting crew during the week, too. Send us your team scores by Twitter, text, or email, and we'll make that part of our Daily Hoops Roundup. We want you to become part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. On Twitter, follow us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundus. You can also email scores to scores at basketballnight.com. Scores at basketballnight.com. You can send your scores by text to 304-249-4924. 304-249-4924. Check it out at basketballnight.com. It's the Daily Hoops Roundup. Don't forget to join us online and vote in this week's poll. You've got till 11.45 tonight to vote. This week's question, should Pep Bams be allowed at games throughout all tournament play? Give us your yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com to vote in this week's poll. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. Again, you've got till 11.45 tonight, and we'll share the results with you then. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Jace, John W. Kelly, the West Virginia Coaches Association, Priscilla Pierce, William N. Rickards, and the Hampshire Trojans Boys Basketball. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 9.50 Friday night. We're, uh, what is that, about... uh Five six of the way through hour number one, it rolls right along. Yeah, you're getting and, into higher math, Joe. That's and, a little bit above my above my abilities there. As Ron Epling <laughs> says, it's the fastest three hours in basketball, and it does go quick once you get in the studio and you know you start talking to coaches and players and broadcasters. It just it zips by. You blink it, and it it's, zips by, Joe. And what's wonderful about it is you can tell the excitement, enthusiasm from really everyone involved with the high school basketball scene, and that's what keeps us coming back. And we uh, hope our Listeners enjoy hearing from 
from everyone from the sportscasters and sports writers to the athletes themselves and the coaches. You know, as as a, an outsider looking in, the way I used to look at it, I used to feel like football was the biggest high school sport. But I really do believe that basketball is growing I, I, and it overtakes that in the, in the popularity of it. Yeah, and just the sheer numbers of it, too, if you think about it, uh, the, the number of uh, boys and girls that participate in it. Uh, really, and, and I know not to get all uh, public relations on you, but and I mean, and there are some famous uh, football players, obviously NFL players in college. They do have a helmet on, most of them, and basketball players are just more, you know, visible. And uh, it seems like it, uh, kids uh, and young people really uh, are attracted to the game, and I'm tickled to death they are. It's a great game, and uh, I'm glad that it's uh, healthy like it is. Speaking of article, and I hate to even share this because it's on the downside <laughs> of basketball, but actually, percentage-wise, there's more injuries in basketball than there is in football. There are, and a lot of times when uh, you talk about a concussion protocol, uh, people forget sports. Uh, you know, basketball, obviously one of them. Soccer is one that has quite a bit. So uh, you're exactly right. So we want everybody to be safe when they're playing it. But percentage-wise, and it could be because of numbers as well. So. I have never played, not even a pickup game of soccer. It just, <laughs> you know, growing up, that just wasn't a sport around. So I haven't uh, seen a pickup game of soccer lately, but I'll keep an eye out for it. it. I guess you could play, you know, maybe three-on-three three or four-on-four. Four. You know, the, the backyard, sandlot. <laughs> <laughs> type uh, score. Let's, let's get back to the to phone line before we, we have to dig ourselves yeah. out of a hole. Yeah. Joining us now is uh, Brian Sexton, the PA broadcaster for Calvary Baptist Academy. Brian, good evening. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Joe, Coach, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing wonderful, doing wonderful. So, uh, how's things? You guys things? are having way too much. Yeah, you guys are having way too much fun for a three-hour show. You got to pace yourself. You know, you gotta, tonight we do. Just, I mean, you, you know, just let it kick in there. We're running, uh, you know, ampleless tonight. So uh, that's a new word. We can put yes, that in the dictionary. Yes. So what's happening in? Uh, well, by by eleven by eleven forty-five, you guys will start to get a little loopy. So just, just pace yourself. We we'll take that advice. Thank you very much. So how's things in your world tonight, and uh, what games are you covering? Well, game number three of the week, uh, Joe, for us uh, this week, all three at home, and, and we've got one more tomorrow. But uh, we we uh, we played Beth Haven Christian Academy on Tuesday night, and, guys, uh, we won 93-23. to 23. We, we beat the uh, Hornets by 70, and uh, I got to say, as a, a proud papa, my son started on senior night. My son Bryce and scored the first five points of the game, sang the national anthem. I think at halftime he he went over to the concession stand, <laughs> took a little money, and things like that. But but we had a good night that night, uh, uh, Tuesday night against Beth Haven Christian, and then Thursday night, last night. We were back here and took on Taze Valley Christian School. Man, what a ball game that was! The Lions beat us. Uh, 67-66. In, in, in last night's game, guys, before I talk about this, this game tonight, uh, their senior point guard, Kevin Chang, hit about a 65-footer at the end of the third quarter buzzer, and that kind of broke our backs, and it was just back and forth there. Kevin Chang scored uh, 25 for them, but our, our great senior point guard, Isaac Massey, had 36 last night, followed it up tonight with 21. Um, but uh, we, we held on tonight and beat Grace Christian School, a tough Grace Christian School squad, 68-61. And uh, Massey led us again tonight with 21. And uh, he was 12 of 13 from the line tonight, guys, 12 of 13 from the line. And Coach Marone, you you know good foul shooting uh, as well as anybody in the state. And uh, you, you got a kid that goes 12 of 13 from the line. That's going to put you over the top more times than not. 
Yeah, and I'll tell you what, uh, it makes a coach a lot smarter when you keep the ball in his hands late in the game, too, because that's the guy you want shooting him and that pressure. Uh, how much uh, has it helped, you know, him being that senior leader, tremendous player, and, and really having the complete game? And when you can finish a game and put it in the hands of a young man like that, it's got to really uh, pay big dividends for the club. Coach Marone, I've said this all year when I've called in uh, to, to basketball night in West Virginia. Isaac Massey is the best player in the state of West Virginia that nobody knows about. And, mm-hmm. and this kid tonight was six of seven in the fourth quarter from the free throw line, gave us big lifts when we needed it. And, and I tell you, we've got a pretty good inside out game tonight. Our, our junior center, Robert Clutter, six, five junior center had 15 points and 12 boards tonight. So a, a double double. So when we're on coach, the, the biggest thing that we can do is inside out teams very well. You know, if they want to, if they want to send a, a box and one to Massey, uh, we've got a couple other guards in Luke Polly and Scotty Parsons that can shoot the three. And, and of course, if, if they want to take the perimeter away from us, we'll just kick it into the big boy, uh, Mr. Clutter and, and we'll let him do his thing inside. So, when we're when we're really firing on all cylinders, coach, we we can we can play that inside out game very well. But you know, tomorrow we're going to get a, we're going to get the ultimate test of an inside game when we go down to uh, Lawrence County, Kentucky, down to the the battle for the border, and we take on Sheldon Clark, who's got big six ten Trey James. So we're going to find out what kind of inside game we've got against Big Mister James tomorrow. Brian, we're up against the hard break. I understand you're going to be in studio next week. You got about two seconds. Boys, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys have a great night. All right. Thank you very much. Brian Sexton, the PA broadcaster for Calvary Baptist Academy, and he'll be in studio next week. And uh, we're up against uh, a break and a lot of basketball uh, covered so far and a lot more to go. You can get your scores into us at basketballnight.com. Uh, scores under uh, underscore hoops underscore roundup on Twitter. You're listening and following the basketball night uh, in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. Every Friday night from 9 to midnight, we're the home for high school basketball in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Special thanks tonight to all of our affiliates, and we welcome our newest station, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC in Matewan. Along with 105 KQV, WKQV in Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 103.7 Jack FM, WQWV in Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM, WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley. Knights Radio, 91.5 FM, WRSG in Middleburn. Talk Radio, WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits, 106 WHFI, Linside, 106.7 FM. 95, The Sports Fox, WBES, Charleston, 950 AM. The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM and 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan. Light Rock, 93R, WRRR, St. Mary's, 93.9 FM. The Ticket, 102.3 FM, WMTD in Henton. 
the greatest oldies of all time. 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM, WQAZLP, Edmund, Beckley. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM, WYAPLP in Clay. 104.5 FM, WASPLP in Huntington. 101.1 FM, WVWPLP in Wayne. 90.7 FM, WFGH for Gay. And 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome back to BasketballNight.com. Basketball across the state of West Virginia. We're doing it all right here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Rick Marone, Joe Linville. And I hate to keep talking about that we're epling less tonight, but Ryan a little under the weather. And hope, uh, wish him a speedy recovery and hope he's back with us again next Friday night. Yeah, we don't want to uh, lurch back in time to that political event years and years ago when they were speaking to an empty chair. But, uh, yeah, we hope Ryan uh, is feeling better and uh, on the mend and look forward to getting him back with us uh, as soon as possible. One hour down, two to go. Uh, we've already seen a lot of scores come in. We still need a lot more scores, especially on the girls' side. A little slow coming in tonight. Uh, you can get those to us uh, on uh, Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. Uh, you can text your scores in uh, to 304-249-4924. That is 304-249-4924. Or you can email your scores to us at scores at basketballnight.com. So, and we're also on Facebook now, so you can send your score to us on Facebook. All platforms will take them on any format. We know you're here for scores, and let's get down to it. It's now time for the Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Rick, let's have some boys scores from across the state of West Virginia. Yeah, you're looking for scores? Look no more. One-stop shopping for high school basketball scores here at BasketballNight.com. They're also updated all throughout the week. We encourage people to get to the website, and uh, Marcus and Fred and all the guys do a wonderful job keeping that uh, up to date and really the premier place to get scores. Let's dive right in. The King Cole Classic there in Logan, Willie Akers Arena, the side, and boy, Logan did not disappoint. We mentioned tomorrow night a huge matchup with George Washington, but tonight they knock off Phillip Barber, 79-39 to was the final in that one. Also in the King Cole Classic, Tug Valley evens their record as they knock off Ravenswood, 56-50 to is the final in that one. Polka. Gets a nice win, a much-needed win, uh, 53-31 over Herbert Hoover tonight. Nicholas County knocks off Braxton County, 77-68. The Capital Cougars, a big win against the rivals from Huntington. Capital 70, Huntington 57. Webster County, the High-Flying Highlanders, a new nickname for the Highlanders, coined here tonight. 15-0, they are 92-42 winners on the evening over Clay County. George Washington, we talked to Coach Green earlier, a solid win at Cabell Midland. They go into the castle, and they pillage the castle. It's 76-68, the final in that one. Frankfurt, 62-42 over Hampshire. 
Hedgesville, the game we just talked about earlier, they fall to Martinsburg 43-36, a very low-scoring fourth quarter. Hedgesville staying in the zone. Martinsburg pulls the ball out. Coach Kelly Church at some point had to bring the troops out to try and get a win. They come up seven points short as Martinburg gets a win. They go to 16-0 on the season. Spring Mills, 52-44 winners over Jefferson. John Marshall falls tonight to Park South. Parkersburg South, 76-57 winners in that one. Winfield, 64-51 over Mingo Central. University gets the win. It is now final over Morgantown, the basketball edition of the Mohawk Bowl, 55 to 41 in that one. Tucker County falls tonight. Notre Dame gets an 83-73 winner over the Mountain Lions. And an overtime alert. It's now over. Woodrow Wilson holds on at home, 67-58. And Joe, we'll talk about that later. That's a huge win, I think, for Woodrow. They're 8-6 and six on the year. They've had a few uh, stubbings of the toe, if you will, but a big win for Ron Kidd and his crew as they beat a good Parkersburg team at home tonight. Nitro knocks off uh, Joe Scott Skyhawks at 70-68 to the final. Nitro with the win. Shady Springs, 63-45 over Westside. Huntington St. Joe gets a win over the Sherman Tide, 53-44. St. Albans holds on. That's an upset uh, as they knock off Spring Valley. Uh, St. Albans 8-8. Eight eight. Spring Valley's 8-7. We mentioned that roller coaster ride the Timberwolves have been on. They fall short tonight. Uh, at home to the Red Dragons. Wheeling Central, 75-57 winner over Lindsley. A big rivalry game there. South Harris and the West Virginia Hick game. They knock off Doddridge County, 73-61. That'll set up a semifinal next week, Joe. Tulsa will travel to South Harrison for a hit tournament semi. And the reason they do that, they knocked off Buffalo tonight, 65-50. The Rebels with a big win at home. That's a look at your basketballnight.com scoreboard on the boys' side. And let's take a look at some girls' score across the state of West Virginia. Uh, St. Joe, the Lady Irish, knock off Cal, Kentucky tonight by a score of 57-42. It was Tucker County, the Mountain Lions, over the Lady uh, Firing Fighting Irish of Notre Dame picks up the win, 59-43. Petersburg over East Hardy, 47-9. This one, a final, must have been a really defensive game. uh, Greater Beckley Christian downs Liberty uh, Raleigh tonight, 38-31 on the girls' side. Midland Trail winners tonight over Valley Fayette. The Greyhounds fall on this one, 67-31. 35. Nicholas County, the Lady Grizzlies continue to roll as they knock off Roan County tonight, 59-27. It was Cameron, the Lady Dragons, a win tonight over uh, Tigers Valley uh, by a score of 54-35. Coach Roger Kane will be on with us in just a couple minutes. We'll talk more about this game in just a couple. It was Pikeview over Shady Springs. The Lady Tigers fall by a score of 88-30. Here was a good one. It was Gilmer County over Clay County, 58-53. It was the Honorable Governor Jim Justice picking up another (laughs) win tonight. The Lady Spartans of Greenbrier East knock off Wheeling Park, 56-33, and the Lady Preston Knights pick up a win tonight over Liberty uh, Harrison, 79-58. That's a look at our Marshall University Sports Journalism BasketballNight.com scoreboard. I didn't think we was ever going to get a winner in that Mohegan Bowl, <laughs> that Mohawk Bowl open uh, up in Morgantown. 
Yeah, University with a nice win there on their crosstown rivals. And uh, that's always an exciting game, whether it's on the gridiron or the hardwood. So uh, they'll notch the win tonight and move on to the to the next battle. You know, uh, St. Albans is showing they're still a pretty good basketball team, picking up a big win tonight over Spring Valley. Yeah, that's one we were watching coming down the fourth quarter. It was back and forth. And, again, Spring Valley playing at home and uh, dropping one to the Red Dragons. And Coach Corey Maynard will rally the troops. But as we mentioned, Joe, it's really been an up-and-down year for them. Uh, C.J. Meredith, uh, a premier scorer there at Spring Valley. Of course, uh, you know, uh, Nestor and Malashevitz off that uh, top football team for Spring Valley have added some new, um, we'll call it the new juice to the Timberwolf basketball. And I think they're a team that's going to be formidable as well come sectional time. You know, Frankfurt keeps rolling along. They're 11-1 and with the win tonight over Hampshire. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Frankfurt, a solid program there, a big win for them tonight, and uh, uh, going to definitely be someone to deal with uh, in, the, in that region when tournament time comes. All right, let's go back to the phone line, and uh, we mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago uh, the Lady Cameron Dragons pick up a win tonight, and joining us is the head coach of the uh, Lady Dragons, Coach Roger Kane. And, Coach, uh, welcome to the show and uh, on Basketball Friday Night. Yeah, thanks for having me. Coach, uh, you come in tonight with uh, another win. Uh, puts, uh, what, 11 wins on the season. Talk about your ball club. Uh, you know, you started off three wins early. Uh, you had a couple losses there uh, late uh, December, but uh, you found the winning way, it looks like, here as uh, midway through January rolls on toward the end of the season. Yeah, we started out pretty well at the beginning of the season. And, uh, yeah, again, we did hit a little rough patch there in the middle. Um, but we uh, we kind of we told our team we, we had to pick it up defensively if we're going to uh, make a difference here. And our team really responded since we, we were 5-4 and four at the time. Um, and we really discussed the things that we needed to do to be successful. And uh, the girls really came out and started doing the things that they needed to do. And uh, so we've really turned it around. So. The last six wins, we've started playing a lot better. Talk so about we're, we're starting to head in the right direction. I'm sorry. Tell us a little bit about your ball club. Uh, you know, uh, your leaders and, uh, and and what what you're doing. Uh, you know, you've kind of got your program on track here uh, in January. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Um, well, it starts with our our senior leadership with uh, Jordan Hughes. Um, she's our point guard, and uh, the team runs basically how she runs. Um, she does a great job of, uh, of getting us started if it's offensively or defensively. Um, but um, other than her, uh, the rest of the team that we have um, from top to bottom, um, they all do their job that they're, you know, what they need to do. Um, we're pretty well balanced scoring wise uh, with Madge Lucy, uh, Corey Scott, Lily Neely, Malin Canada, and uh, some of her bench comes on and, and plays really well. Um, when we need them to, to fill in. So we have Kendra Dobbs comes in and, and does some great things for us, and Reagan Gray and Emma Whipke. Um, so they come in and do the things that we need to do to be successful, and uh, they keep on playing really well. So pretty well balanced. Coach, you have a very young ball team, only one senior on the team. Yeah, really young. Um, and sometimes I, th- I, I thought early in the season that might have been what we are kind of going through, a little bit of a growing pain, um, being a little young. Um, but that team still, all, even though we're young, all of our sophomores played quite a bit with the team that we had last year. Um, so they, we still were young, but we're still a little bit experienced. So um, 
I think it was just a little bit different uh, scenario for them this year, uh, different roles for them. And uh, I think in that little patch, yeah, we hit we hit a little speed bump and some growing pains, and I, I think we've got over that now. So I think we're heading in the right direction. Hey, Coach uh, Coach Marone here. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, uh, talk about that a little bit. You uh, lost uh, some real uh, stalwarts of your program last year. You had, uh, you know, some really top seniors that had been a part of uh, that program that you've built there, built there at Cameron, and had a lot of success coming into the year. You did have some young players with some experience, but has it kind of exceeded your expectation? Because you guys are really set up within your region as well uh, as really being right in the hunt of things. And uh, did it happen a little quicker than you thought? Or uh, I know as a coach, you may not be able to say that, but uh, it, you've done a great job with a new group, I guess is what I'm saying, and uh, it's really coming together for you. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, well, the, the group that we have that are basically, I mean, we are built around a lot of sophomores. Um, they're used to winning. Uh, they came up through the program and, and, and won quite a few games in uh, middle school. And, um, yeah, we did have that, lead, that leadership that we had last year, um, going 21 and one in regular season. Um, so that, that team kind of, you know, really built the program and, and, and set the standards for this team to kind of follow. Um, I wasn't concerned about coming back this year, even being young. I still knew that we had some experience. I knew that this team still wanted to win. And, uh, they've really worked their, their butts off and they're really trying to, uh, maintain that uh, winning atmosphere here at Cameron. Coach, congratulations on the win, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. We uh, hope to get to talk to you again before the season's out. Thank you. I wanted to congratulate Coach Maroon, too, on his 400th victory. Um, we may be seeing him in the finals there next weekend. <laughs> you just made his head swell up twice as big as it normally <laughs> but, is. But he'll do everything he can to make sure there's no 401. <laughs> <laughs> again, Coach uh, Roger Kane, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, uh, head coach of the uh, Lady Dragons uh, at Cameron, Coach uh, Roger Green. And uh, joining us now is a regular on the show, Craig Dutton. He's a broadcaster at WXCR in New Martinsville. And I've got to throw this in there, formerly of (laughs) WRRR. You could resist. I had to get it in, you know. Hey, Craig, how's it going? Pretty good. Ryan takes a night off, but the WRRR thing never takes a <laughs> night we, off. I had to throw that in there just just for Ryan, you know. <laughs> no, it's good to talk to you guys. It's funny. Uh, we we had the matchup with Tyler and Magnolia Boys last night, less than a week when they last played each other, and since then, the Knights have actually pulled off three victories, including two over Magnolia. And since that uh, game I told you about where uh, Griffin Phillips, senior Griffin Phillips, scores 1,000th point, they kind of got back to business, and they needed everything they could last night because this Magnolia team is starting to find a little bit of identity at times, and they were managing to shoot the ball rather well. Uh, Jacob Gamble's leading them very well. He was leading score last night with 22. And then Mark Rucker had a great second half to lead the scoring for the Knights with 20 last night, but all-around good team effort by them to try to hold off Magnolia late in that one. And Magnolia was actually fighting back down by 12 and got back within three at one point. Still ended up being a six-point victory, 72-66 last night. But the uh, way things are going right now in that section, too, it doesn't look like it's changing too much. I still feel your two top teams in the section are St. Mary's or Tyler. And after that, looking at the other region altogether, of course, it's central at the other end in Section 1, but in that Section 2, 
a lot going on, but it, it's it, it's a lot to be told. Uh, still a little bit of basketball left to be played. Uh, the girls, and there's still a lot of questions to be said. I I think Magnolia is the top team in Region One, and Magnolia girls. When you have two girls like Matt, Maddie Winters and Kendra Pilot, you know, playing the post like that. Um, uh, it really plays very dominant for Magnolia in that whole region. And you just talked to head coach Roger Kane after that. That section one is very, very, um, very, very uh, uh, competitive after that because Central's in a little bit of a down year. It opens the door for Cameron and even Madonna up there in that section one to make some noise. Uh, you know, it's, it's always seems like that whole region, you know, is laden, you know, with some good basketball programs. It is, but it's a little bit down in, in recent years, uh, surprisingly, especially on the boys' end. At one time, that Section 1 in Region 1 was the most competitive annual state champion came from there. Magnolia won it a couple years, I think one year. Uh, Central's won it a few times. And when Bishop Donahue was open, you had some really competitive games in that Section 1 a few years back. But it seems like now, since Magnolia's moved into Section 2, it's leveled out to competition some. And with Bishop Donahue closing, so it has opened the door for other competitive areas in the state, especially at Region Four. I still can't say enough on how many dominant teams are down there trying to fight, and teams are going to be out in the semifinals in the section. And quite honestly, in some other regions, they could possibly be a state tournament team. Craig Dutton uh, with WXCR, we're up against a break. Uh, great report, and we yeah. look forward to talking to you again next week. Look forward to talk to you guys as well. Congratulations, Rick Marone, on the 400th victory as well. I might as well get that out there as well. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, Craig Dutton of WXCR. We're up against a break. We will take a break. You're listening to Basketball ba- uh, Friday Night here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Marshall's sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It is time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communications careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Many places to listen and watch Basketball Friday Night. Of course, we're on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. Just click on our affiliates page for the station nearest you. You can also watch our high-definition video on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com. Just click to watch. We're on Facebook Live. You can find us by searching for Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're also on Periscope. Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Find us on Periscope. And if you're in the Huntington, Ashland, Ironton region, we are on Comcast Channel 25, Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Check out those pics if you're watching tonight. We want you to send pictures of your game and your team, also your fans. Send them to us. 
through Twitter at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup, or you can also email them to us scores at basketballnight.com scores at basketballnight.com or you can share them with us on Facebook. up to date on your favorite teams check out basketballnight.com now back to basketball friday night in west virginia with joe linville coach rick marone and ryan epling all right <laughs> two out of three ain't bad huh? all right thank you friend Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and uh, as we've mentioned, uh, we're short a man tonight. We're uh, playing two-on-two tonight. Uh, Mr. Epling, a little under the weather. You know the saying, next man up. When a man goes down, it's next man up, but there's no next man up. (laughs) It's just me and you. It's just empty spot. We just run well, but uh, having a great time, and uh, uh, the basketball uh, across the state, Joe, uh, still uh, rolling right along tonight. Uh, Let's go back to the phone lines, and joining us now is the head coach of the Boys University Hawks team, Coach Joe Smittle. And, Coach, uh, welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Yeah, we get him cued it, connected in here. Hold on just a minute. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty. And uh, there we go. Coach Joe Smittle now joins us, the head coach of the uh, University Hawks. Coach, welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Coach, uh, talk about your season a little bit, a little bit about your team. Now, we've had a uh, pretty rugged schedule so far. Um, played a lot of really good teams. Uh, went, went down to Myrtle Beach over Christmas break and played the Beach Ball Classic and played some of, some of the top-ranked teams in the entire country. Um, had, a, had a good... Uh, a good venue down there, and uh, I thought the kids played really well. And uh, you know, we we went one and two down there, but I thought it made us a better, you know, better basketball team. And we've had Morgantown a couple times. We played Willing Park a couple times. Played Parkersburg South, and um, you know, I, we we wanted to play as hard of a schedule as we could possibly play this year to try and maybe better prepare us for the postseason. And um, you know, so. It's uh we got three losses on our on our our record so far, but I think we're getting a little bit better every day, and just want to be able to peak at the right time. Had a big win tonight over uh, your crosstown rivals, uh, the Mohegans, fifty five forty one. Talk a little bit about uh, tonight's game. Well, I mean, we're really happy with the win, and you know they were shorthanded. Cam Selders didn't play for them tonight, so that you know, he's their leading scorer, and that, that you know that. That score might be a little, you know, misconstrued, you know, because of that. I feel bad for for him. He was out with a concussion, but um, they, they tried to slow it down on us a little bit tonight. I thought my kids did a really good job of controlling the ball. I think we finished the game with only five turnovers, and um, you know, we held them to ten points in the first half and got out to a pretty sizable lead there. And, and they had to chase chase my guards around a little bit, and that's not real easy to do if you if you know my guards. So we're really happy to get that win, and it was it was big for sectional seeding as well as uh, you know our, our conference in the OVAC. It 
it, it'll help us with that conference seeding too. So Morgantown's a great team, and, and uh, they played a really good game. But I, I think without their star player, it, it was a big disadvantage for them. Coach, you, you go on the road uh, next week to Fort Hill, Maryland, and then you uh, hit the road, come south down to Raleigh County. Uh, talk about your schedule in the upcoming week. Yeah, we get to go to uh, go to the Big Atlantic. I think this will be – I think it's the, the fourth year. Um, I didn't think we played the first year I was, I was coaching, but this will be our fourth year in a row that we go down there. We've been fortunate enough to, um, to, to win the last couple uh, – we're not real sure what's going on with the scheduling there. We Musselman's in our bracket with Greenbrier East, and then uh, I think we play Buchanan in the first game. Um, but Musselman's not playing in it, even though they're scheduled to be in that tournament. So I'm not real sure where the communication mishap's gone. So I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Or it's kind of up in the air. It's kind of driving me crazy because I don't know for <laughs> sure what's going to happen there. But. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get to play some, some good teams down there. It's always a great venue. Um, you know, we always know we're going to have a couple of good games down there. Last year we played Hedgesville and, and Woodrow. And you know, Woodrow's, you know, Woodrow's a really good team. I, I know their record, they're maybe like 7-6 and six now. I think they won tonight. But um, they're a heck of a lot better team than that. Let me tell you, we played them earlier in the year. They are tough. Coach uh, Joe Smith, the head coach of the University Hawks, eleven and three on the season so far, so good. Uh, coach, uh, I, I, I do want to ask you one quick question: Are you satisfied at this point in the season with your team? Is any coach ever satisfied? <laughs> well, maybe that's a loaded question, but your thoughts? <laughs> we need to improve. I think we are getting better, and. You know, main thing with with the kids that I have, they've got they've got to love each other, they got to trust each other, and they've just got to be disciplined and patient. And if they can do those things, and I know none of those things are talking about skills, if they can do those things, we can be pretty good. If we don't do those things, we're average. So, you know, those are the things that we've really been working on. And um, I think those are the keys for us to be successful. I got a bunch of great kids that are working hard, and our goal is just to improve every single day between now and March 16th. And, you know, I, I just hope that we can continue to get better and, and, you know, see what happens down the road. All right, Coach Joe Smittle, head coach of the University Hawks, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. We look forward to talking to you again uh, before the season's out. I'd love that, guys. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to my buddy Dwayne Tabor down in Wayne County and the uh, the girls' basketball team down there at Wayne. They're doing a great job again this year, and I hope they get back to Charleston. All right. Thank you very, uh, very much. Joe Smittle, head coach of the University Hawks. And joining us now is a regular on the show, Super Dave Morrison. Dave, uh, good evening, and welcome to Basketball Friday Night. Hey, fellas, how you doing this evening? <laughs> I like that music. <laughs> I just love that. Dun, dun, dun. You know, like, <laughs> the basketball night <laughs> orchestra yeah, kicks yeah. in. <laughs> Man, Ryan's a little under the weather. I actually talk, I messaged him this morning. <laughs> actually, uh, yeah, he's, I'll tell you what. Uh, 
Ryan, you know, he he's pretty faithful. We can't give him too hard a time because he'll throw us under the bus next week. So, <laughs> so what kind of basketball? Well, me about the, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You, you guys saw the 80 foot uh, shot that Elijah Barner hit from Mountain View. I think he was asking me about that. Exactly. I tell you what. I think we got some video on that for those who are watching our show. It was it was like what almost a full court shot? Here we go. We got the video up now. Yeah, well, I mean, you really, you see him turn around there if you get the rebound, 0.5 seconds, but, and he makes that. But, hey. Wow, I have not seen that. <laughs> that is unreal. That's got to be on SportsCenter somewhere. You know, I talked to, uh, I messaged Brian this morning. I've talked to Kaz today. It's been a big day for me. Yeah, he was actually, I think he was behind the free throw line on the uh, opposite end of the floor. I mean, he just hurled that ball, and it was it looked pretty much nothing but net. Yeah, you could tell the guy on the other end was watching. He was he kind of squared up watching it go in. I think he saw it had the uh, the angle. It didn't hit anything, but uh, I guess the, uh, the bottom, maybe the back of the rim, and uh, fell through. I, <laughs> you don't see that every day, to win a game especially. You may see some half-court shots at the end of quarters to win a game, and and they needed the three to win. So they, they ended up winning that game 62. And then you know for Summers County, that's got to be a brutal way to lose. Brutal. It is. I mean, that, that's just a heartbreaker. You know, you think, you know, the other team, you know, you're shooting free throws on one end of the floor, and you think you've got it wrapped up, and, you know, you're right in the final couple seconds of the game, and somebody turns around and makes a shot like that. I can only imagine being on the losing end. I, I feel sorry for Summers <laughs> County. I really do. Well, I mean, you, that's just, <laughs> you don't defend that because you don't think it's going to go in. Most people might not even be able to get it there. Any other good yeah, basketball going on? Like I'm sorry. Any other b- good basketball going on in your area? Well, tonight I saw Westside. Very inspired Westside team early. They, of course, are five and ten now, playing Shady Spring, a very, a very good team on the other side of the section. And it was close at, after the half. Westside comes out, scores the first four points of the game. They're trailing three to come out and take the lead. But uh, little things. They're a young team, and little things just seem to catch up with them at uh, times when they need things to go good. They just haven't quite learned how to win yet. Shady Spring is a, is a veteran team. Tommy Williams, Stevie Williams, and Ryan right there, big three. But tonight, Haven Chapman, a transfer from Woodrow, at 14 points. He's more of a football player there at Shady Spring, but proved he, he can play some basketball, too. Best game I've seen this year was on Tuesday when uh, Oak Hill literally stole one from Wyoming East at a good rivalry here in Region 3. Uh, Wyoming East Get the, the conventional three-point play with 48 seconds left. They go up by four points. Uh, Jason Mans from Oak Hill comes down and hits a big three. And then Wyoming East with the chance maybe to try to at least get to the line, maybe maybe kill it. They try an entry pass. Andrew Work. Andrew Work's got to be one of the most clutch players we've had in this area for a long time. I think he's got four, maybe five game winners in his career now in the last two years. But he intercepts the pass. He throws the ball down the court to his teammate, Abe Farrow. It's overthrown. Farrow somehow got around McQuaid Canada, who made a really smart play, tried to get in the way so he couldn't get to it. Somehow, Abraham Farrow catches the ball, kicks it back into Derek McDowell. McDowell misses uh, a layup, but Andrew Work comes on, on the other side, out leaps everybody, gets the ball, tips it in for the win. His fourth, I think maybe fifth game winner in his career. And like I said, just one of the clutch players here in Region 3 that I've seen in quite some time. A really great game. Oak Hill wins that game 54-53, and, 
and like it, and does at the at the moment take the lead, hoping to get that top seed um, in the, uh, Region Three. And I think uh, Bluefield and Shady Spring uh, equally as good. Bluefield, of course, the next night winning on a on a free throw with no time left on the clock by Sean Martin, who's better probably known as a football player there at Bluefield, but makes a free throw with no time on the clock, giving uh, some Bluefield rather the win over Shady Spring and. And probably a, a big leg up on their side to be the number one seed, maybe in the region they're undefeated right now is Bluefield. But Bluefield, Oak Hill, Shady Spring, Wyoming, the usual suspects, and they're still vying for the for the top seeding in that in that region. Big tournament coming up uh, next week, the Big Atlantic Classic. Uh, will your smiling face be there covering uh, those some oh, of those games? I will. I, I will definitely be there. And actually, Wyoming East and Oak Hill matching up early in the in the tournament, I think Wednesday at 5.30. What an uh, excellent opportunity. I know University Coach Middle, you just talked to him. They'll be here. They're, they've been down the last couple of years. A very, very good team. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, good chance for people maybe to see these kids, these these two guards that they have exceptional scores. Bryce Bradford, of course, he's had games of 50 and 45 points. I talked a couple weeks ago about the scoring being up. Um, Bryce Rafford, very good scorer with those two big games. Uh, also, Danny Bickey's had a 39-point game. I haven't seen scoring like this in uh, in a few years. There's a lot of guys with 40-point uh, games this year. Uh, Braden Cruz at Bluefield had a 45-point game earlier in the season. So a good chance for people to see Woodrow uh, and very and some very good uh, double-A teams, as well as Ringbriar West in single-A, and also the girls' side with a possible matchup between Wyoming East and Martinsburg girls. That'd be a, an interesting matchup there. And of course, Greenbrier East, one of the top-ranked teams in the state and girls. Of course, we have a full schedule uh, on our website at basketballnight.com of that uh, Big Atlantic Classic coming to the uh, Beckley-Raleigh County Armory Convention Center, whatever (laughs) they call it. It's always been the Beckley Armory to me. You know, guys, I'm slow. I just go with the Armory. That's I just, (laughs) I, I, I can't if you start putting three and four words together, <laughs> uh, I get it. just armory. That's what uh, I'm going to go with that, and, and I think most people know what we're talking about when we say the armory here, here, here in Southern West Virginia. Dave, we're up against a break. Uh, it's always great talking to you, and I really look forward to talking to you next week because uh, there's going to be a lot of great basketball in that uh, Big Atlantic Classic. A lot, and I'm super uh, super pumped up forward as as always and uh, looking forward to some great basketball fellas always nice talking to you guys all right thank you very much super dave morrison sports journalist and uh, he's the uh, on super dave sports.com we're up against a break you're listening to basketball friday night in west virginia here on the fast break sports network basketball friday night in west virginia will return in two minutes on the fast break sports network This is High School Basketball's Voice in the Mountain State. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. High School Basketball action in West Virginia is heating up as the teams focus on a trip to the state championship in Charleston. Stay up to date with your local team and its progress all season long with Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia for three hours every Friday night from 9 to midnight. Listen online or on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State. You'll hear sports writers, broadcasters, coaches, players, and your calls recapping your team's game. Visit BasketballNight.com for more details on how you can become part of the show. 
follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. Thanks to everyone tonight that called, sent texts, tweets, and emails. We appreciate you being part of the show and helping us cover all high school basketball in West Virginia. Join us on the phone tonight. Share your team's game. Call toll-free 855-784-6677. 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup. Text the show 304 304- 4924 304-249-4924. Go to our website, check out the scoreboard, find out how you can get involved and connect with the show tonight at basketballnight.com. And also, don't forget our poll question tonight. Go to basketballnight.com. The poll's on the right-hand side of the page. And send us your pictures from your games tonight. Let us see your fans, your teams, your athletes, and all the reactions from your game. We are Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Ryan Epling, Ryan Epling, calling (laughs) Ryan Epling. Joe Linville and Coach Rick Marone, we're... uh, we're it. That's all you get tonight. Two out of three ain't bad, as, as the as old song, the song said, said Holding the fort down and trying to keep it in one piece when Ryan gets back. Yeah, but we're glad you're with us here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Uh, you can join us in. Uh, we'll, we'll give a score update a little later. Uh, we're starting to, to get to some calls backed up here in the call log. We'll get to those in just a minute. Uh, a lot of great basketball going on across the state of West Virginia. Looking across the scoreboard, and you can go to basketballnight.com uh, at any time and get the uh, current scores. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out because we uh, there's a good shot we can get. All the boys, we're looking for the Payton City Pawpaw game. We are looking for Roan County and Gilmer County. Mount View and Riverview, that's a backyard brawl down in the southern part of the state. The Wayne Pioneers in Sissonville, it seems like we always have trouble getting that score, and 100 in Calhoun, uh, Calhoun County. So that's all we need on the boys' side, and there's still a host of girls' scores. You can uh, send those to us in a multiple of different facets. Uh, you can uh, send them to us on Twitter at hoops underscore roundup. You can text those in at 304 249 4924. That text number again, 304 249 4924, or you can email them to us at scores at basketballnight.com. So, no excuse for not getting your <laughs> scores to us. We are accessible in many different facets. Definitely. Let's go back to the phone lines now and joining us from W. A-E-Y down in Princeton, West McKinney, and a little backyard, uh, little backyard rivalry last night. Uh, tell us what happened. Hey, guys, going into that game, really wasn't sure what to expect from Princeton coming off a loss last Saturday afternoon up at uh, Capitol, and Princeton had beaten Graham earlier this year by 14, just a couple days before Christmas, and Really no problem for the Tigers last night. Princeton controlled that thing really from the jump. The game started a little bit slow. I think 
Graham's strategy was to try to slow the pace down a little bit. And Princeton did have some trouble getting out of the, the gate, but uh, really from about the three-minute mark or so of the first quarter on, Princeton controlled that thing. They was up 26 at halftime, and they win by 35. They forced 27 turnovers, what we had them for unofficially, and it was near a season high for the Tigers. The, the season high for Princeton this year in turnover, forced turnovers, I should say, is 30 earlier this month against Liberty, but uh, really, really impressive what Princeton did last night. I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't see a 79-44 win over a Graham team that's just a couple years removed from playing into the state semifinals in, in 2A in, in the state of Virginia. You know, talking about Princeton, uh, you know, come in to tonight, or well, after last night, they're 9-4. and four. They uh, take on uh, Greenbrier East on the road. Then they play in the Big Atlantic Classic uh, next week. Uh, any thoughts on the uh, upcoming tournament there? Yeah, you know, this is, uh, I mean, obviously tomorrow night is, you know, Princeton's going to get a chance to prove themselves. They've played some important games this year, you know, a couple times against Bluefield already. They've played, uh, uh, they've played Capital last week. You know, they've gotten to play a couple of top teams out of Virginia. But I think, guys, I think tomorrow's Princeton's most important game to date because it's a sectional opponent. Of course, with the whole uh, MSAC issue, Princeton's going to get limited opportunities to play teams out of their section and region. So, you know, this is a chance for Princeton to kind of prove themselves to a lot of people. Every time it seems like Princeton's got a chance to get a marquee win this year, they've fallen a little bit short. So I think this is a chance for Princeton to prove a point against Greenbrier East tomorrow night. And then next week at the Big Atlantic, fortunately, Princeton's uh, the schedule has fallen in their favor up in Beckley. They're going to get South Charleston next Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and then if they win, there's a good chance they would get Woodrow Wilson Saturday night at the Armory. So, you know, things can really line up for Princeton here over the next seven, eight days, but obviously first things first is you've got to beat Greenbrier East, who's already beaten Woodrow Wilson at home this year. So uh, I think a chance for Princeton to make a big-time statement tomorrow night in Fairly. Yeah, and after that big Atlantic Classic, got a, uh, a four-game homestand coming up there. Radford, Buckhannon, Upshur. Uh, they, you know, face Greenbrier East again, and then Pikeview. I think a little revenge may be uh, down the road there for them. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's nice that, you know, winding down the season here, you're going to get a bunch of those home games, including, like you said, that one against Greenbrier East. Radford is a really, really dangerous team out of Class 2A. In the state of Virginia, they, they whipped up on, I shouldn't say whipped up on, but they beat Greenbrier East pretty easily um, earlier this year already. So that's kind of, you know, it's kind of a gauge where, you know, maybe Radford is as opposed to some teams in the state of West Virginia. They get Buckhannon up down here. Obviously, it's nice to get a triple-A team, especially the distance that the Buccaneers will have to travel to come down here to Mercer County. So as you mentioned, yeah, these three games – uh, away from home coming up here, but you know, a chance to really maybe gain some momentum with some home games before you know you start thinking about sectional and, and regional play. Your thoughts on Princeton? I mean, you know, we're we're three quarters away through the season. We're rolling down. Uh, you know, tournament time is going to be here before we we know it. You know, guys, that, that, that's funny. You know, I was uh, I, I was in Charleston on Wednesday night and I ran into Fred Perzinger. You know, and we were kind of talking about. This this section here with Woodrow maybe being a little bit down by, by their standards, and you know East is 
was playing really well early in the season. They've kind of cooled off a little bit, and you know Princeton's just kind of done their thing. You know they haven't, you know they haven't had any you know big long winning streaks of you know say six or seven games, but they you know haven't had you know three consecutive losses at at any point this year. So uh, you know I think Princeton has a really experienced backcourt uh, with two senior guards, Kate Fix and Drew Hopkins, and I think anytime you have senior guards and you get into tournament play, I think that's obviously a huge advantage. I think the Tigers are much more athletic than they have been, and they're using that to their advantage this year. they got um, a really athletic sophomore, Ethan Parsons, who's averaging over 15 points a game. He was their leading scorer last night with 18. The Tigers did get really good balance. And, you know, I think maybe the one thing that maybe you're a little bit concerned about with the Tigers right now is, well, I guess two things is, you know, they don't have any big marquee wins. I think that's why, I mean, I hate to keep harping on it, but I think tomorrow night's a big deal, and Princeton's not very deep on the bench. They can give you about two guys off the bench, maybe three if they're lucky. So, uh, you know, I think the Tigers are about where I thought they might be, but you got to start winning some important games here, and with the calendar turning to February, in just a week, it's a chance to do that starting tomorrow night. All right, Wes McKinney, WAEY in Princeton. Uh, Wes, good report as always, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. All right, guys, take care. All right, uh, Wes McKinney. And speaking of uh, Fred Persinger, we're going to go to Fred Persinger the second Had a big game tonight. Uh, Beckley continues to roll on. Big game air tonight for the uh, Flying Eagles. Yeah, it was a good win for Beckley. I mean, Beckley's at home and uh, get a win over time over Parkersburg tonight. And it uh, uh, wasn't the best performance for Beckley, no doubt about it. I mean, we always question uh, what would happen with Beckley if Bryce Rafford and Danny Bickey both had subpar games. I mean, because they've both been playing so well uh, this year, both averaging right around, well, Bryce was averaging 25 points per game and Danny was averaging 20 points per game. Uh, and the game against uh, Bluefield back on Monday where Beckley lost by three points. Those two players scored 66 of Beckley's 71 points. Uh, so we always wondered what would happen if you know one of them or both of them didn't have a good game. Well, that happened tonight. Uh, Danny still scored 20 points for Beckley. Bryce was about nine points below his only 14 tonight, and Beckley still gets the win in overtime. So uh, Beckley found some players. Uh, Micah Hancock had a great game tonight, scoring 12 points. Uh, Beckley got some uh, play, um, some good points from Ben Gilliam, who scored six points. Richard Law hit a couple of big threes for Beckley, scored eight points tonight. So uh, Beckley found different scoring, uh, different ways to score tonight. And, and really, Beckley's defense stepped up, especially in that fourth quarter in overtime as Parkersburg went for a seven-minute stretch and did not score a point. Uh, so Beckley played uh, good defense in that fourth quarter in overtime was able to get the win. Yeah, they go back, uh, go back on the road tomorrow night to Spring Valley. Well, actually, that game's been changed. Okay. Uh, they supposed to play tomorrow night. That game's been moved now, and it'll be played on Monday. Okay. Uh, so Beckley will travel to Spring Valley on Monday. There were some scheduling issues that went on, uh, So uh, and, and Spring Valley wanted to move the game, so uh, Beckley agreed and will be coming down Monday night. But then they roll right back into the armory in the Big Atlantic Classic. What do you see uh, coming up there? Yeah, Beckley will play Hampshire that first night, and uh, then we'll either play, as you heard, Let's say either South Charleston or Princeton, however that plays out. If Beckley wins or loses, that's the other you know matchup in the other side of the bracket. So uh, Beckley has uh, you know we'll see what happens. I mean Beckley's got to come out and take care of business on Monday. You know the, the, the big thing about Monday is it's a conference game for Beckley. Uh, Beckley's right now sitting uh, with a six and one conference record. I, I think if you look at it right now, Beckley is second at the MSAC, which is good. I mean even though Beckley's got a 
eight and six record right now, and uh, we're still six play, and you know played the toughest schedule in the state of West Virginia. So, you know, I think Beckley is shaping up good for Beckley, and Beckley's getting some play, good play from some young kids. Uh, ben Gilliam, a sophomore, played well tonight. Uh, a freshman, Maddox McMillan, got the first star of his career tonight for Beckley. So uh, Beckley's playing some young guys and, and then getting the help that they need from the, the senior leaders that they have. Yeah, it seems like they're getting better every game. Yeah, it, they are. And, you know, there's little things like Beckley coming into the game was averaging like 15 turnovers a game. Beckley had eight turnovers tonight. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's it's starting to turn around for this Beckley ball club. They're starting to play better. These young kids are coming on. Beckley's relying you know, on two sophomores and now a freshman. So uh, you got some kids that uh, young kids that are, are going to be anchors of this program uh, for the next three years or so. So I, I think it's coming around for Beckley. Got still some tough games left uh, when you look at the schedule. Spring Valley on the road is going to be a tough test on Monday, no doubt about it. And of course, the Big Atlantic Classic. And then you come right back out of the Big Atlantic Classic, and Beckley has to go to West Virginia State and play Wheeling Park. And then you still got games against Hurricane, South Charleston, Parkersburg South. So I mean. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Beckley doesn't shy away from playing anybody, and you can tell why Beckley's got the toughest schedule. So Beckley might be a little bit better than our eight and six record. Yeah, if the jury's out there, I'd have to agree with you on that schedule. A very tough one. Fred Persinger the second, WJLS, WJLS, and Beckley. Uh, great report, and always enjoy talking to you. And hopefully, we'll get you back on next week and talk about some of those games in the Big Atlantic Classic. Yeah, we'll actually be there. Uh, we're broadcasting every game of the Big Atlantic Classic on our station, <laughs> and uh, I won't be there Monday because of the. Uh, Beckley Spring Valley game, but we'll be there after Tuesday. So uh, a lot of games getting ready for basketball here in Beckley. Well, you better get out the uh, throat spray and everything <laughs> else you can to keep that throat uh, loosened up. Yeah, I, I'm not too bummed until the Friday or Saturday. I got five games on Saturday. Wow, <laughs> that's unreal, brutal. But uh, I'm sure you can handle well, it, Fred. Fred, absolutely, Fred Persinger the uh, second, WJLS and Beckley. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next week. We're up against a break. And in queue, on standby, on deck, whatever you want to say, Nathan Bush of WVOW. Also, Jordan Mounts of WFGH. Uh, talk a little bit about the Tug Valley. Both those uh, covering the big uh, King Cole Classic game down at Willie Acres Arena. This is Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia, and you're listening to us on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnights.com. It's the Daily Hoops Roundup, part of basketballnight.com. Every day, we recap the day's scores just for you on all teams in West Virginia. We send followers an email at 8 a.m. with the Daily Hoops Roundup. You can also visit basketballnight.com to check the day's scores there. We want you to become part of our score reporting crew, too, during the week. Send us your team's scores and pictures by Twitter, text, or email. And we'll make them part of the Daily Hoops Roundup, and we'll make your pictures part of the show on Friday night. We want you to be part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. On Twitter, follow us at hoops underscore roundup at hoops underscore roundup. Email scores at basketballnight.com, scores at basketballnight.com. Send us a text with scores to 304-249-4924, 304-249-4924, and you can also follow us on Facebook. Check it out at basketballnight.com. The Daily Hoops Roundup. 
Join us online and vote in this week's poll. This week's question, should pet bans be allowed at games throughout all tournament play? Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com. You'll see the poll on the right-hand side of the page. You got till 11.45 tonight. Shout out to some of our newest Twitter followers, including Porsche, Ferris Mard, Garrett, Billy Bartow, Brandon Cook, Ty Smith, Chase Parker, Tulsa Blue Zoo, Austin Sammons, James Fox, and Jonathan Bailey. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Celebrating high school basketball around the Mountain State, you're listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone with you tonight here on Basketball Friday Night, uh, winding down hour number two on the fastest three hours of basketball across the state of West Virginia. So far, so good. We're keeping our head above the water. Well, you're navigating the ship that is Basketball <laughs> Friday Night in a very efficient manner. So, so far, Joe, two thumbs up, but you got another hour and 15 minutes to go. Exactly. Let's go back to the phone lines now. And joining us is the color commentary for WVOW Sports, Mr. Nathan Bush. How was that for an intro? Not bad, Joe. Not bad. <laughs> Keep it up. All right. You guys had uh, got the little King Cole Classic going on there at the uh, Willie Acres Arena, and you guys had the uh, the game call tonight of Logan knocking off Philip Barber. Talk, uh, tell us a little bit about the game. Well, it was uh, a beating, really. I wouldn't call it much of a game per se, but, you know, Logan just came out and dominated early. They are clicking on all cylinders as we're heading into this time of year. Coach Zach Green has challenged his his team throughout the season with really tough games and traveling, playing AAA schools. They had the big win against Capital at home. They traveled and played in Morgantown and lost to, uh, up there. Their only game they've lost this season was AAA Morgantown. Um, they looked really good tonight against Philip Barber. Philip Barber just could not handle Logan's defense. The defense tonight was smothering they force turnover after turnover and we're hitting shots david early if he's in front of the the half court line david early's in range to score and if he's not knocking down three not only that but he can take the ball off the dribble split defenders take on two or three guys and then play one up and he's so strong and the way he can use his body and and the ball and get to the hoop and phil barber just never got out of the gates tonight against logan unfortunately for the colts but Logan looked really good, and they, they look like they should be in for where they're ranked. They're ranked uh, third in the state right now, and they're really getting tested tomorrow night at the King Cole Classic. They're going to take on George Washington tomorrow night at the Willie Acres Arena in Logan. So we're looking forward. we got the call on that one. So Logan looked good tonight against Philip Barber, and most of their starters got to rest um, the majority of the second half. It, the uh, and tomorrow night you actually got a double header, uh, Logan versus George Washington at six o'clock. Then at eight o'clock, eight o'clock, the Lady Wildcats will be hosting Westside. So, a couple big games on tap tomorrow night. Oh, definitely, definitely, and the uh, the Renegades from Westside and Logan. Uh, if if you know anything about Southern 
West Virginia basketball. You know, that's a big rivalry dating back to years ago, even when I was going through Logan High School. That was always a big rivalry. So there's no love lost there. And the Logan-George Washington game, that's going to be a, a fun one to look forward to. And then, you know, no rest for the wicked as Logan goes next week. They have Oka on Monday. But then the big game on Thursday, Logan travels about 10 minutes down the road and they will play the Chapmanville Regional Tigers uh, Danny Godby Gymnasium, Gymnasium in Chapmanville. So that one's going to be one everyone's looking forward to, and they've got circled. Yeah, we talked to uh, Coach Green last week, and I kind of threw it out there and kind of baited him a little bit. I said, anybody that you have circled on the schedule down the road, and he started laughing. He said, that was kind of a loaded question, wasn't it? But uh, <laughs> that is a matchup. I'm looking forward to that one. I'll, I'll be over there on the front row somehow, some way, if any way possible. <laughs> Uh, well, the doors open at four thirty, so you better get there early. I know that game <laughs> doesn't tip until seven thirty. You know, so, uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, well, you, you've watched this Logan team all year. Your your thoughts overall? Yeah, I mean, you're kind of an outsider. You know, you're not you're not a coach that you know it's the seasons you know team day in and day out. But but as a broadcaster, what what do you see in this Wildcat team? Com- compared to what they were last year, they're much improved. They're deeper. They have a lot more talent coming off the bench. Uh, their defense is impressive. Peter No, the big six-eight center, has really helped Logan improve underneath. Um, he's doing great things for them in terms of denying shots and forcing people to change their shots, blocking shots, offensive rebounding. Uh, Drew Hatfield, uh, he's a spark waiting to happen. He just takes off. He's maybe one of the fastest uh, basketball players I've ever seen because he can take the ball and be at the hoop quicker than a hiccup, as they say. He's just so fast. And then you look uh, at David Early, for my money, maybe the best player in the state. Of course, there's a little bias there. I've been watching <laughs> for years. So my money's the best player in the state. Um, Nate, and then we're up. Team, got... Hate to interrupt you, but we're up against a hard break. I want to have to go. No problem. All right. No problem. Go ahead. I'll talk to you in the morning, Joe. All righty. Nathan Bush, uh, WVOW Radio with the call of that uh, game tonight. Coming up in queue, Jordan Mounts, WFGH, uh, talking about the Tug Valley Fort Gay game. Also, Mark Hatcher of the Hatcher Show, also on WVOW, getting a little Southern West Virginia flavor <laughs> here in this hour. So we'll talk to all those and much more. Here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. You're listening to Basketball Friday Night here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. This is High School Basketball's Voice in the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates. We welcome our newest station tonight, 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC and Matewan. We're also on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 105 KQV, WKQV Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM, 103.7, Jack FM, WQWV and Fisher, the Valley's Watchdog, 1600 AM WKKX Wheeling, 1370 AM WVLY Moundsville. Jackson County's home for Southern Gospel. Singing News Radio, 92.5 FM. WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley.
We're also on Knights Radio, 91.5 FM WRSG in Middleburn, Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, 740 AM, 106.5 FM. Classic Hits 106 WHFI Linside 106.7 FM 95 The Sports Fox WBES Charleston 950 AM The Voice of the Coalfields 101.9 FM and 1290 AM WVLW in Logan Light Rock 93R WRRR St. Mary's 93.9 FM The Ticket 102.3 FM WMTD in Hinton the greatest oldies of all time, 98.5 FM and 101.5 FM WQAZLP Edmund Beckley. Tune for you, Yap Radio, 101.7 FM WYAPLP in Clay, 104.5 FM WASPLP Huntington, 101.1 FM WVWP Wayne, WFGH 4K, and WMUL in Huntington. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. To join tonight's program, call 855-78-HOOPS. That's 855-784-6677. Follow us on Twitter at Hoops underscore Roundup for all the scores all the time. And visit BasketballNight.com for a comprehensive look at schedules and standings for every team in the state. Stay tuned. Another hour of Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia begins right now. Welcome back to Basketball Friday Night, hour number three. We've survived uh, the first two, and we're in the home stretch, Rick. Yeah, and if you look and you try and go to the bullpen, there's nobody there, Joe. we got to be finishers tonight. Uh, you know, normally I know we're a basketball <laughs> show, and, you know, speaking of bullpen, I'm excited about the Cincinnati Reds this year. Oh, they have been making some moves. They have. so For uh, sure. You know, but where we are in the middle of – actually – we're past the halfway point in basketball. I tell you what, it's it's hammered down and wide open and full speed ahead. Yeah, I tell you what, it's an exciting time and uh, you know with the tournaments going on and we've been visiting all those sites tonight with our listeners. Hopefully they've enjoyed that. And next week, uh, just an awesome week, the Big Atlantic Classic, the showcase event there, and uh, should be a great uh, show next week too. But uh, we got business to take care of tonight. We do. But real quickly, if you've just tuned in, Coach Rick Marone is a four 400- hundred. <laughs> Win coach. That's a big feat. Actually, 402 at this point, but picked up win number 400. Congratulations on that. And, uh, you know, it, 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 you, you know, you don't like to pat yourself on the back, I understand. But, again, Coach, congratulations. Hey, I appreciate it, Joe. And uh, it's been a lot of people's hard work. I've just been along for the ride and had a great time doing it. That's what it's all about, to having fun. But, you know, uh, we know you're here for scores, so uh, let's get right down to it. To the Marshall University Sports Journalism Basketball Night.com scoreboard. Rick, let's take a look at uh, the boys' scores from across the state. All right, looking for scores. Look no more. You've come to the one-stop shopping for all your high school basketball scores here on BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Starting right at the top, the Logan Wildcats knock off Phillip Barber 79-39 in the King Cole Classic. In the same King Cole Classic, Tug Valley, a regional win over Ravenswood 56-50. Montcalm. 42, Eastern Montgomery, Virginia, 48. The Hannon Wildcats, a big win over Parkersburg Christian, 82-47 to is the score in that one. Indian Creek, Ohio, falls to Weir. The Red Riders roll to a 61-37 win. Polka, the Dots, Coach Allen Osborne back in the saddle, and boy, he hasn't missed a step. The Dots are 10-4, and and they win 53-31 over Hoover, Herbert Hoover, in a big Cardinal Conference matchup. 
The Harmon Panthers, 51-19 winners over Union. Nicholas County, 77-68 over Braxton County. Capital gets a nice win over their rival, Huntington High, 70-57 in that one. Also tonight uh, in boys basketball, Clay County falls. Webster County rolls on. The Highlanders 15-0 after a 92-42 win over Clay County. A great matchup at the Castle in Ona. George Washington goes into the Castle, knocks off Midland 76-68. Patriots 12-1 on the year heading into tomorrow night's huge matchup with Logan for Rick Green's crowd. Frankfurt Falcons 62-42 over Hampshire. Martinsburg low scoring, but same results. The Martinsburg Bulldogs 16-0 after a 43-36 win over Hedgesville tonight. Spring Mills knocks off Jefferson 52-44. Parkersburg South gets a home win over John Marshall 76-57. The Golden Tornado of Kaiser 77, Fort Hill, Maryland 65. Mingo Central, the Miners fall tonight. Winfield 64, Mingo Central 51. University crosstown rival victory over Morgantown, 55-41 for the Hawks, 55-47. Mount View with a win over Riverview. Also on the boys' side, Notre Dame gets an 83-73 win over Tucker County. Parkersburg falls in overtime in Beckley. The Woodrow Wilson Flying Eagles, 67-58 winners over the Big Reds. Liberty Raleigh, 74, Pikeview, 53. A tight one, but Nitro gets the win, 70-68 over Scott. They go to 10-4 on the season. Shady Spring, they're 12-2. They won over Westside 63-45. Huntington St. Joe 53, Sherman 44, and as I speak, it magically appears the final score we're looking for, Wayne 65, Sissonville 61, a big win for the Pioneers there at home in Wayne. St. Albans knocks off Spring Valley 59-55. Racing Southern Ohio 75-33 winners over Wahama. Wheeling Central gets a 75-57 win over Lindsley. Ritchie County, the Rebels come up short. The Van Bulldogs win at home, 67-52. They go to 6-6 on the season. South Harrison over Doddridge County. That's a West Virginia hit tournament game. South Harrison moves on to the semifinals uh, next week in the hit tournament. St. Mary's, 58. Tigers Valley, 39. Tulsa, also in the hit tournament, knocks off Buffalo at home, 65-50. Tulsa gets the win. Next weekend, they'll take on those South Harrison Hawks up in Lost Creek, West Virginia, in the hit tournament. And our final score, and somebody might try and catch us up, say, well, you don't have the 100 Calhoun score. That's because that game was postponed till tomorrow. We do have the final score of the Musselman-Washington game. It was Musselman 48, Washington 46. That's a look at the boys' scores. And now let's take a look at the girls' scores from across the state of West Virginia. It was the Lady Irish of St. Joe knocking off Cal, Kentucky tonight by a score of 57-42. Tucker County, the Mountain Lions, downed Notre Dame 59-43. The Lady Vikings knock off uh, East Hardy tonight 47-9. Independence picks up a win over Mercer Christian Academy 56-22. Moorefield, the Lady Yellow Jackets over Pendleton County 59-29. Clay Vitale. The Lady CBs pick up a win over South Harrison uh, tonight, 45-32. In a low-scoring game, it was Greater Beckley Christian knocking off Liberty Raleigh, 38-31. The Lady Cougars of Lincoln High charge on with a win tonight over Robert C. Bird, 61-27. Midland Trail picks up a win over Valley Fed, 67-35. It was Nicholas County. The Lady Grizzlies pick up a win over Roan County tonight. 
Here's one that went right down to the wire. Madonna, the Blue Dons, pick up a win over Trinity Christian, 38-36. The Lady Dragons of Cameron pick up a win tonight over Tigert Valley, 54-35. That game is one of the hit tournament games going on this weekend. Pikeview, the Lady Panthers pick up a win over Shady tonight, 88-30. Bridgeport, the Lady Indians charge on as they pick up a win over Elkins, 48-24. It was Nitro, the Lady Wildcats, picking up a win over Capital, 47-40. Gilmer County picks up win number 12 as they knock off Clay County, 58-53. Lewis County picks up a win tonight over East Fairmont, 59-53. Big win for the North Marion Huskies, 79-29 over Grafton. It was Greenbrier East picks up a win tonight over Wheeling Park, 56-33. And it was Preston, the Lady Knights, pick up a win over Liberty Harrison. That score, 50, or 79-58. And that's a look at your Marshall University Sports Journalism, basketballnight.com scoreboard. Tell you what, a lot of scores there. And I want to thank our great staff behind the scenes at Corral all those scores and get them into the hopper for us. So great job, uh, guys. Yeah, we're down to just a handful of scores, and we'll have every game on tap, uh, you know, tonight. Yeah. There's, there's games going on every night. You know, Tulsa, your your team picked up a win uh, last night on the road at Van. So, uh, you know. Yeah. Our staff doesn't sleep. They work here at basketballnight.com uh, 365-24-7, but don't tell the union because – they ain't getting no extra benefits. <laughs> if, if you're looking for scores, go to basketballnight.com on any night, mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday. I think they kind of, you know, we have to take Sunday off, you know, but yeah, we'll since we that. don't play any games on Sunday. <laughs> okay. so. But anyway, uh, you can always find your scores at basketballnight.com. Let's go back to the phone lines. And joining us now is a regular on the show, Jordan Mounts, WFGH, uh, Tug Valley, and... Uh, Ravenswood tonight, uh, big game in the uh, King Cole Classic down in Logan. Yeah, guys, you know, uh, <clears throat> sorry, sorry about that. Um, the uh, uh, the regional matchup, Tuck Valley and Ravenswood, um, these two schools have met uh, every year for the past uh, several years, and uh, uh, it's been some hard-fought ball games. Uh, you know, last year, Tuck Valley and Ravenswood, both perennial powerhouses, and uh, single A, uh, two of the uh, highest rated public schools in the single A division and, uh, uh, both making their run into the state tournament where Ravenswood ended up knocking off Tug Valley, but, uh, wasn't the case this evening. Tug Valley, uh, got the win over, uh, Ravenswood here at, uh, at Logan. Uh, the, the team just keeps rolling along. Ed May, I tell you what, that's, that schedule he puts out there is brutal. We've talked about it in previous shows, but, you know, looking down the list, it doesn't get any easier. You know, uh, it, well, I've talked to Ed here several times, and, you know, the one thing that you do notice here, especially later in the schedule, is the majority of the games are actually going back to Panther Arena and Tug Valley High School. So, you know, that what, and I'm sure all of you know, because I'm sure, Joe, I know you've called games at, uh, at, uh, uh, Tug Valley High School. Rick, I know you've coached there, obviously, uh, against several crowds there. So uh, you, you know what an intimidating place and what an atmosphere that uh, Tug Valley High School Gymnasium brings here uh, to home games for Tug Valley. So that's a big advantage. You know, it does make, even though there are some very quality opponents on the schedule, you know, it, it does it, it does give us a little bit of an advantage, in, in my own opinion. Yeah, big game coming up the uh, first of the week. Uh, Tulsa rolls in the town. That's going to be a big one for uh, for both teams. 
Yeah, you know, that's a huge one. Uh, Tug Valley versus Tulsa there, whenever we played there at Rebel Arena, it was a very tightly contested game, honestly. I think uh, uh, Tug Valley did not play up to the uh, potential of those kids that they, they possibly that they could have that particular game. Uh, and ended up uh, a mistake there at the very end of the game. Uh, it cost the game. Um, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, uh, it was a great shot there by that uh, young freshman guard that Tulsa had that, that sealed the win for Tulsa. But nonetheless, you know, Tug Valley looks to avenge that. But, uh, no, guys, uh, just about the game here this evening, very tight game between both teams here, between Tug Valley and Ravenswood. Um, Got to give it out to sophomore guard Caleb May. He hit six clutch free throws there in the final uh, uh, few minutes of the ga- uh, game that sealed the win. Uh, and also a uh, big contribution by uh, Tug Valley's power forward, Easton Davis, that uh, – Turned out a great game, had 14 points, and actually uh, got a, a a key fifth foul against Ravenswood's uh, big six foot five uh, uh, center. I forget his name off the top of my head, but that's a good, that's a very very good basketball player that they have, and uh, they following right in the footsteps of uh, uh, previous talent that uh, just graduated last year. Jordan, we got to keep rolling on along. The logs starting to back up on us. Jordan Mounts, WFGH. Uh, Tug Valley, uh, congratulations on a big win and, uh, tonight, and they'll keep rolling on as uh, season's in high gear. Absolutely, guys. Appreciate you all for having me on. All right. Jordan Mounts, WFGH, and we'll keep the uh, phone lines going. Joining us now is uh, the host of the Hatcher Show on WVOW and Logan, uh, former coach uh, across the way, Mark Hatcher. And, Coach, uh, thanks for joining us this evening. Hey, no problem, guys. How you got, How you all doing? Hey, we're doing good. Uh, th- I just want to get you on, talk a little bit about your show uh, there on Saturday mornings on WVOW. You don't cover just Logan County. You guys cover pretty much the, the coal fields of southern West Virginia. Yeah, we try to do a lot, Joe. We try to get out there, cover cover not just double-A, single-A, but also triple-A teams and even do some college stuff with, you know, Pikeville, Marshall, WVU, uh, conference teams, you know, a little bit of everything, boys, girls, basketball, and and even sometimes talk about different sports just like you just talked about the Cincinnati Reds there a little bit. We still talk about <laughs> stuff like that every once in a while. Exactly. So, sports crazy people down there. Absolutely. And you, you try to get uh, as many coaches on as you can and kind of go in-depth into the locker room. Yeah, well, you know, my dad started this thing a couple of years ago, and I thought it was a great idea. And it, uh, When he got out of coaching, it was a great thing to get him, you know, keep him in the basketball game and – I was out of state for a while and came back, and then he's moved out of state now. So uh, Justin Turner, who's the other host, and they, you know, they we we work together there every Saturday morning, and a couple times during the week throughout the year, we'll have uh, uh, showcases at different restaurants and things like that. We try to bring players in and coaches in. We we try try to really get a lot of coaches on every week just to see how their teams are doing and who's hot and who's sort of not and that kind of thing and. Uh, it sounds like Rick Marone's been pretty hot for a long time. <laughs> wins, that's pretty daggone good accomplishment there, Coach. Pretty big accomplishment. Hey, Coach, I appreciate that. And uh, I tell you what, guys like yourself, and we had Rick Green on earlier, and some of the, the guys that have been uh, promoting high school basketball for a long time uh, have been a big part of uh, what it is now, and uh, you deserve a lot of credit for that. And hats off to you for what you've done and what you continue to do with your show and such. Well, buddy, I appreciate. It. I, I, you know, I think it's all, all the West Virginia people got to stick together, and we got we got great teams, we got great coaches, we got great players, and 
Uh, I think as much as we can to promote them, uh, I think it's just be- it's just the best thing we can do for our game and and help it to grow. And you know, I love our, our we got a lot more coaches now these days that are challenging. You know, going to Kentucky and going to Ohio and South Carolina and Tennessee and playing teams and trying to get us uh, their kids more exposure. And I, I'm just really loving that right now. I think it's uh, it's growing throughout our state, and I'm really proud to to be a to still be a part of it in some way. Hey, Coach, give us an update on your dad. We do talk about Alan Hatcher from time to time, especially some of those classic ball games in Logan and, and Williamson and so forth. Just give us a quick update on him. I just talked to him today. He calls. He, he tries to listen every Saturday morning, uh, or he tries to listen on the uh, podcast and different things like that throughout the week. And uh, uh, he's doing great. He's in Florida right now. He's down there for a couple of weeks, and then he he lives in Chickateague Island out on on the eastern shore of Virginia there, and uh, loving life right now. I think he's about half Jimmy Buffett on me. Though. <laughs> yeah. It's wintertime. He's still wearing cutoff shorts and then and, uh, and boat shoes. You know, <laughs> I, I, that's, just, that's just how he is. Let's his beard grow out a couple of days extra. You know, um, but he's loving it. And, you know, he misses it just like we all do when we get out a little bit. But he, he's really enjoying life right now, and uh, I'm really proud of him. Yeah, I always enjoy watching. We're friends on Facebook, and I enjoy the pictures and so forth. But also, I noticed uh, you know on your marquee here they didn't have your Twitter handle up. It's at Hatcher Show. At Hatcher Show, if you want to follow Mark uh, uh, and the Hatcher Show on WVOW every Saturday morning. Yeah, we're trying to go out there and we're trying to get more followers and uh, trying to follow more kids. And I'm really trying to reach out for those really good players all across the state and put their highlights on. And, uh, you know, if anybody out there, look us up at Hatcher Show. Send us, uh, you know, your videos. We'll post it all over all those little huddle highlight films and and things like that, boys and girls. You know, we want that stuff out there and uh, and try to get you all more exposure for sure. All right, Coach, we're up against a break. Uh, we'll catch you I some other time, and we'll have you back on sometime. Guys, again, congratulations on everything. Coach Marone, congratulations on that 400 wins. And, uh, guys, I appreciate what you guys do for the state of West Virginia basketball. All right, thank you, Coach. We'll talk to you later. Mark Hatcher, the uh, uh, host of the Hatcher Show on WVOW every uh, Saturday morning. And they don't cover just Logan basketball. I mean, they go uh, all out, uh, Boone, uh, Wyoming, Mingo, uh, down into the southern part, down into Monroe, uh, down around Princeton, Bluefield. <laughs> I, you know, they just cover the whole Coalfield region, so – Great little show they have there every Saturday morning, 9.30. And if you can't pick up the radio signal, they're actually online as well. Go to WVOWradio.com. We're up against a break. We come back. We might talk to the resident referee. Also got power ratings in the chute. We'll get those out. Bo Anderson, a little early for him yet. He's getting limbered up back in the green room. And uh, we like Bo good and limbered up. So Bo keeps stretching out and uh, them old muscles will come back around. Much more to come on Basketball Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. For scores online, all of them in West Virginia, visit basketballnight.com. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. 
sports journalism and Marshall is serious, and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable in the world. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu slash SOJMC. Thanks for joining us. You've got a little more time. We've got till 1145 tonight to vote in this week's poll. This week's question, should pet bands be allowed at games throughout all tournament play? Give us a yes or no. Go to basketballnight.com and you'll see the poll question on the right-hand side of the page. Again, you've got till 1145 tonight. Join us on Twitter. Send us your picks and we'll feature them in our high-definition video stream. Shout out to some of the latest joiners to our Twitter family, including Laura Seckman, Whistlepig, CCHS Basketball, Cardiff Brothers, May C, William M. Richards, Priscilla Pierce, Hampshire Trojans, Boys Basketball, the West Virginia Coaches Association, John W. Kelly, Jace, Hannah Blankenship, Titan Select, Lisa Gruber, Rhonda Golden, Elk Lick Chick, Gary Hoffman, Vivian Ho, Janet Kelly, Rigel, and Shelby McDaniels. They're all part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia Family. Stay up to date on your favorite teams. Check out basketballnight.com. Now, back to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia with Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. Coach Rick Marone, Joe Linville with you here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Mr. Epling uh, taking a sick day. I guess that's about the best way you can tell. He's taking one tonight. So, Mm -hmm. anyway. And we've missed him dearly. We hope he gets to film better and back with us again next week. Uh, Coming up on the show, we got uh, Rich Skeens, a girls' head basketball coach at Sittonsville, also the athletic director. And uh, also in queue, Bo Anderson. He's not been there nowhere near long enough. No, I heard something creaking. I think it was his stretching routine that goes on in the back. But, uh, you know, we're here to talk basketball and – Things that get talked about a lot, and that's the power rankings. So let's go over to the sports desk, and here's Marcus Constantino. Hot off the press, the fifth edition of the BasketballNight.com power ratings. As we go on through the season, things aren't shaking up as much. We're getting little subtle changes, and we'll go over those right now. Uh, on the girls' side, the Greenbrier East Spartans are 13-1 and one and hanging in at number one. Parkersburg Big Reds also staying at number two. Uh, Wheeling Park is 12-4, and four, staying at number three. The Musselman uh, Lady Appleman uh, jump up two spots to number four. And finally, uh, the Woodrow Wilson ladies uh, round out the top five in AAA, going on to AA. Uh, Wyoming East hanging on barely to the number one spot. North Marion threatening. Uh, they also jump up one spot. The Lady Huskies are 13-3. and three. That's good for number two. Uh, the Fairmont Senior Polar Bears drop down one spot to number three. Uh, James and Road jumps up a spot to number four, while the Wayne Pioneers move into the top five. Now on to girls' single A. Uh, St. Joe stays in at a uh, 
Um, a lone number one, far off in number one. Parkersburg Catholic sticks at number two. Um, Magnolia stays at number three. Pocahontas County is at number four. And Trinity Christian also stays at number five. Moving on to the boys, basketballnight.com power ratings. Uh, Martinsburg Bulldogs still undefeated, still at number one. University is 11-3, and three, staying at number two. Uh, George Washington switches places with Morgantown. Uh, the Patriots are 12-1, and one, move up to number three, while Morgantown is 8-6, and six, and they bump down to number four. Uh, Wheeling Park staying in uh, at number five. On to boys double A, Chapmanville Tigers uh, staying at number one. They're eleven and two. Fairmont Seniors twelve and one, staying at number two. Uh, Bluefield Beavers still undefeated at eleven and zero, and they remain at number three. Uh, Shady Spring uh, stays at number four, and Logan remains at number five. And on to boys single A, uh, Webster County Highlanders still undefeated, fifteen and zero. That's good for number one. Notre Dame is twelve and one at number two. Uh, they're actually tied in the index right now. Uh, so uh, Webster County's up by like thousandths of a point, I guess. Uh, Willing Central uh, jumps up one spot to number three. Uh, Greater Beckley Christian, the, the Crusaders, jump up three spots uh, to number four, while Trinity Christian falls down two spots to number five. That's the BasketballNight.com power ratings. Uh, these will be online at our website, BasketballNight.com. And Marcus, I'd like for you to explain to our listeners a little bit how how those power rankings, you know, because you know some teams' records might be a little better than others, but yet, uh, you know, they may be a little farther down in the ratings. Absolutely, Joe. So the power ratings uh, take into consideration every team's uh, win percentage, uh, their opponents' win percentage, and their opponents' opponents' win percentage, and uh, you know we take a formula from there and only compare it against games against other West Virginia teams, other WVSSAC teams. So, uh, for instance, if uh, Bluefield uh, plays Graham, Virginia, or Martinsburg uh, plays uh, Loudoun County, uh, we don't factor in those games into the power ratings since uh, you know those teams won't actually be playing each other uh, in Charleston come March. So we really try to make this power ratings a, a great comparison uh, between teams in West Virginia and uh, you know, uh, representative of um, you know where where they will be uh, coming up into March. All right, thank you very much, Marcus uh, Constantino. He's our producer, director. I call him the glue. He keeps us all together. So, uh, Mr. Elmer's Elmer's <laughs> Mr. glue. Elmer. I tell you what, uh, Joe. One thing I know, folks maybe have been on the site, seen the power ratings, but a couple of new twists here over the last couple of weeks that Marcus and his team have put together. I tell you what, the regional rankings that they've done are really good so folks that are kind of basketball junkies i encourage you get back there revisit it if you don't visit it uh, consistently jump in there uh, it sets up teams in their regions and ranks them within the regions and it's really a nice feature that they've added all right let's uh, go back to the phone lines and a guy that used to be a regular on the show he's kind of went mia on us for a while rich Skeens, welcome back to basketball friday night well, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, understand, uh, of course, we'll talk about your team, but understand the school's been having some issues this week and uh, maybe created some scheduling problems. Well, we did. We had a uh, fire in our uh, in our breaker box, uh, a 1963 breaker box. <laughs> and uh, when you have a fire... 
when you have a fire in something like that, the replacement parts are hard to find. So we have been out of school all week, and uh, we are right now scheduled to go back to school a week from today. So uh, they think it's going to take that long to get the parts in and get the school up and running again. So it has. It's created a little bit of a headache. So we've had to uh, play a game last night at the middle school and um, uh, a little juggling uh, practice times and stuff uh, at the Y and at the middle school, and uh, but uh, we have such a great community here, and everybody works with each other, so uh, we'll get through this together. I tell you what, that makes it tough as as a coach, uh, more so as an athletic director. You know, juggling the schedules and and what your team's doing about practice. Well, uh, this week so far, we have been fortunate. We have practiced. Uh, at the middle school, our girls have. Our boys, just uh, since we were out of school, they got a time in the afternoon at the Charleston YMCA, so they have uh, done that. We've just shared with uh, our middle school teams, and everything's worked out great so far. And uh, just like the games last night, we actually had that middle school game scheduled, and we played those, started real early, started at 4, at 5.30, and then our girls played Logan last night at 7. So, uh went off about a hitch, and hopefully uh, the remaining schedules, uh, or at least for the next week, uh, everything will work out good. Hey, Coach. Uh, Coach Marone, congratulations on the win over Logan last night. And uh, uh, i got to thank uh, the change yourself personally, uh, going uh, from being one of the few coaches, uh, you and the governor trying to coach two teams <laughs> at the same time, joining the mere mortals like the rest of us. You're only the AD and the coach now, which is still a full plate. Uh, what has that meant for you and your program? Your girls are off to a great start, 14-2. Uh, and two. Uh, uh, Just having uh, one team uh, this year to, to kind of lead. Well, it's um, uh, I, I've actually got a little bit of a life now. And, uh, that's, <laughs> just a little uh, bit. <laughs> just a little bit, and uh, I really uh, I didn't know that uh, that you know the the sun went down so early. Uh, usually, whenever we had back to back practices, you know, I was in the gym for well, I was in the school from seven a.m. until who knows what. But I've actually. Uh, got to go out and uh after practice and i didn't realize that it got dark so early in the winter i forgot about that but uh it, it's it's been different but it, it has it's uh i, I think uh when everybody asked me how in the world did you do this i really don't know uh but i think it cut 10 years off my life so i'm just <laughs> trying to get some of those back but uh it no nah, it's great and our 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 uh uh, it is different, I will say that, but uh, everything's worked out great. And we got a great new uh, boys basketball coach, and uh, uh, everything's going to be fine. And, I, and I, I think the guys, if you ask them, they were glad for me to go over to the girls. They they they, they like the change, I think. <laughs> hey, Coach, uh, about your team this year, like I said, off to a great start. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, Layla Arthur, then there's a few people players that people are familiar with but uh, you've really brought a new team together and uh you know it's always a different mix i'll tell you what the cardinal conference your sectional and regional is just wild and woolly i mean one you know one week uh you know somebody i know uh winfield had won a couple games they knock off wayne and then they turn around and nitro gets them pretty good so what's your feeling it almost sounds like it's uh, open for anybody to really make a charge here late in the season well i, I think you're right um 
you're right on a couple things you just said right there. It is wild and woolly. I mean, it's just crazy that any given night, you know, any team could beat somebody. And uh, and you you've been a part of this uh, conference before. You know how it is. And uh, we have some very uh, hardworking girls at every school. I mean, it's just every year it just seems like uh, teams are are good, and we just fight every night. Uh, we've been fortunate this year. Uh, really, you know, losing four four uh, seniors last year, we didn't know what to expect. And but our girls have really worked. And uh, and, and but I'll say this: I, I think they've worked because. Uh, they know the competition, and they know if they don't work, I mean, you're just not going to, you're not going to succeed in this uh, conference. So uh, uh, I have to give credit to the girls; they really worked in the off season. And uh, did we expect to be 14 and two at this time? I, I don't think anybody did, but uh, uh, but it's just uh, uh, you know credit to the girls for all their hard work. Uh, Coach Rich Skeens, the lady. Uh... Indian coach there at Sissonville. I'll tell you what, real quickly, we're up against a break, but you know, talk about that 10, 10 win streak there. I'll tell you what, that, that's pretty incredible with some of the teams you played. Well, uh, yeah, um, it was. Uh, like I said, I don't know if coming into the season we'd ever expected anything like that, but uh, uh, you look at, we looked at our schedule at the beginning of the year and we thought, oh, geez, uh, this is going to be murderous row right here and <laughs> just different parts of the season but uh, our girls just really have uh, I don't know what to say they've really just bought in and you know how you'll have those teams that will just uh, buy into what you're saying and they just get along so good and they just uh, are just best friends on and off the court and, and we're experiencing that this year and it's just uh, it's really fun to coach a group of girls like that or, you know anybody that, that uh, gets along so well and and are just teammates and just uh, do, you know, whatever the coach says, they just try to do it. And it's really, uh, it's really, that 10-game win streak was really, really uh, impressive, uh, I think, because we just didn't expect something like that at the beginning of the year. Coach, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we, we've missed talking to you, and hopefully we'll have you back on uh, before the season's out. And good luck with that electrical problem. Well, thank you. If you ask our players right now, they don't care about the electrical problem. They're, they're enjoying this little vacation. Uh, no doubt, but uh, we don't want to get into the point you have to make up a lot of days, though, you know? No, we, we sure don't. All right, Coach uh, Rich Skeen, also the athletic director at Sissonville High School. Thank you very much for joining us. We're up against a break. We'll have more here on Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. You're listening to the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Streaming video live from the studios at Marshall University. Visit BasketballNight.com for video, audio, and the Basketball Friday Night scoreboard. Watch our live high-definition video stream by going to BasketballNight.com. All it takes is just one click to watch. You can watch us on YouTube. Go to BasketballNight.com. Facebook Live. Look for us at Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. We're also on Periscope. At Hoops underscore Roundup. At Hoops underscore Roundup for Periscope. And 
In the tri-state area, you can find us on Comcast Channel 25 and also Armstrong Digital Channel 204. Make sure you join us on Twitter. Send us your pictures if you're watching the video stream right now. You see all kinds of pictures sent to us by people from games, of their fans, athletes, gymnasiums. We love to see what's happening throughout the Mountain State and share it with all the audience. So send those in to us by Twitter at hoops underscore roundup, at hoops underscore roundup. You can email them to us, scores at basketballnight.com, scores at basketballnight.com. And you also share them with us on Facebook. Shout out to some of our latest Twitter followers, including Jonathan Barley, James Fox, Austin Sammons, the Tulsa Blue Zoo, Ty Smith, Lauren Seckman, May C., and John W. Kelly. They're all now part of the Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia family. Thanks for joining us. This is High School Basketball's home for the Mountain State. Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia on the Fast Break Sports Network. Now, back to your hosts, Joe Linville, Coach Rick Marone, and Ryan Epling. 11.35 here on a Friday night. Uh, basketball season in overdrive. <laughs> headed uh, headed to sectionals before we know it. Then we'll be into the regionals and headed down to Charleston. Yeah, i tell you what, uh, of course, next weekend will be our first uh, show uh, in February. And we know the third week of February is girls' sectional time. So you're uh, a little inside of four weeks, uh, you know, getting sectionals rolling for the girls and the guys are the following week. So it's, it's going to be on us quickly. Joining us now is our regular, our resident referee, Mr. Bo Anderson. Hey, Bo. Well, hey, Joe. Hey, Bo, they got the clock on us. You got three minutes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Joe, I'm going to put it to you this way. Uh, I figured out one thing about uh, Rick there. Um, I, I know he's going to start pretty soon uh, trying to get technicals. Uh, so he'll have to sit down, and that way he won't be standing up because I know he's been so tired from all them games he's caged. <laughs> he's wore out three pair of shoes this season already. <laughs> I guarantee you, yeah, there's no doubt about it, I would like to. Uh, congratulate Rick on his uh, 400 wins. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about, uh, you know, they was asking me how many years I've been in because, you know, they've seen me for years. And, uh, you know, uh, guys like uh, Rick coaching, uh, myself officiating, you don't do this uh, unless you're enjoying it. How many wins do you have, Bo? <laughs> I've got probably – Oh, I'm going to guess about fifteen hundred to two thousand. Man, he's got more than he's got more than the governor's got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Bo, we, we've, we're down to a couple minutes, buddy. Uh, is there anything that you've seen in the last week uh, that you want to talk about on the show tonight? Well, uh, you know, I tell you what, I've seen a couple things mentioned. Uh, I want to mention two two things. One, I saw a thing on uh, where I was reading online about people talking about Duncan and pregame. And uh, so I want to touch bases that Duncan is illegal in pregame in West Virginia. Uh, it is an indirect technical to the coach. Each time 
uh, that happened. So if uh, Rick had three girls that could dunk and they didn't like him, they'd be three <laughs> girls dunking, and he'd be ejected. <laughs> Don't give him any but, ideas. Uh, the, other thing I touch, the other thing I want to touch base on, Joe, today, and I don't know if you guys saw it. I saw it before it went in the newspaper. But about two or three days ago in the newspaper, there was a letter that was copied so it could be put in the paper from the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Federation that was sent to every athlete's parents about conduct and about the fact that they don't have enough officials now. And Ohio lost 5,000 officials last year, and we are on the decline as well. And I'll give you an instance. I had a guy who uh, ends up uh, today, he's uh, sick, and we had to cover a game for him today and tomorrow. I mean, immediately, uh, there was a scenario yesterday where a 5.30 game finally got covered at about 3.30. Uh, there was also a scenario where a 5.30 game at 4.45 needed an official. And, guys, you know, we got to get some kind of uh, thing worked out here where we've got new people coming in and people not running them off. Or, you know, pretty soon uh, they're going to be calling their own fouls. Hey, Bo, I hate to cut you off. We're up against a break. Great as always. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. I'll have some surprises for Ryan next week. I'll give him a little quiz question since he went sick on us. And I hope you're feeling better, Ryan. And I enjoy you guys again, Rick. Congratulations on your 400. All right. That's our resident referee, uh, Bo Anderson, here on Basketball Friday Night. We'll be back with more right after this. You're listening to the Fast Break Sports Network. Basketball Friday night in West Virginia will return in two minutes on the Fast Break Sports Network. If you love basketball, then there's only one place to be on Friday nights after the game. It's Basketball Friday night in West Virginia. Special thanks to all of our affiliates. You can listen on great radio stations throughout the Mountain State, including 1360 AM, 97.1 FM, WHJC, Mate 1. We're also on WKQV, Cowan, 105.5 FM, and heard in Braxton County on 106.9 FM. We're on Jack FM, WKQV, and Fisher, 1600 AM, WKKX, Wheeling, 1370 AM, WVLY, Moundsville. We're also on 92.5 FM, WTHMLP, Ravenswood, Ripley, 91.5 FM, WRSG, and Middleburn, 740 AM, 106.5 FM, Talk Radio WRNR in Martinsburg, WHFI in Linside, WBES in Charleston, The Voice of the Coalfields, 101.9 FM, 1290 AM, WVOW in Logan, Light Rock 93R, WRRR St. Mary's, 93.9 FM, WMTD in Hinton, WQAZLP Edmund Beckley, WYAPLP Clay, WASPLP Huntington, WVWPLP in Wayne, WFGH in Fort Gay. And we're also on Marshall University's flagship station, The Cutting Edge, 88.1 FM, WMUL in Huntington. Cable subscribers can find Basketball Friday Night in the Huntington region on Comcast, Channel 25, Armstrong Digital, Channel 204. Streaming online high-definition video can be found on our website, basketballnight.com, and on our Facebook page. 
On Periscope, we're on Twitter, at Hoops underscore Roundup, at Hoops underscore Roundup. To basketball what? Friday night, a little uh, special this edition. This does not look good. A little special edition. <laughs> that looks here. good. Of course, that uh, looks good. If you're uh, watching on video, it's the Coach Rick Marone 400th <laughs> Victory Celebration <laughs> Special on BasketballFridayNight.com. Now to Mister 400, Coach Rick Marone. You got it, buddy. You're on. <laughs> well, I'm on, and uh, I'm honored. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm totally shocked here. Uh, uh, there's actually a, a meal wafting through the air. I was getting a little paranoid a couple of times. I didn't make uh, the show. Joe and Ryan were eating like kings down here, and I thought they were celebrating my absence. So uh, you all didn't need to do that. I appreciate it, uh, Dr. Bailey and all the, the crew with the show. Uh, it's been a blessing. Uh, the five years has been a lot of fun, uh, and I appreciate this. And as I said before, uh, all the players and parents and just the – coaches i've got to work with over the years is what's made it fun for the yeah, we couldn't go that. without a little celebration and coach and uh, we'll have to dig into that thing here after the show yeah, we, <laughs> about uh, 15 minutes we'll yeah. dig into it but but on a serious note uh, we are all very proud that you're a part of our show and and a sincere congratulations on win number 400 well i appreciate it i think uh, making uh, uh, the show uh, a family atmosphere and it starts at the top and uh, like i said dr bailey uh, Behind the scenes, Allie, Fred, everyone else. I don't want to leave anybody out. And then you and Ryan and Bill and uh, everybody uh, is part of the family. And so, uh, you know, even when you have uh, tough times, uh, uh, I know you've dealt with some this week to be able to come somewhere and kind of let those things go a little bit uh, and and have fun doing something we love to do is a pleasure. And uh, I'm uh, just blessed to be a part of the show, and I want to thank everybody for uh, all their support. All right, uh, Rick uh, Marone, the coach of the Lady Rebel uh, Rebels at uh, Tulsa High School. Congratulations again, and uh, hope you get 400 more. I do, too, because this looks really good. <laughs> you know what time it is? It's cause time. <laughs> See, we're all happy. I am, I'm happy, and cause is happy. <laughs> Hey, Cause, are you happy? I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> He's dancing behind that I'm, microphone. Yeah, he really is. He's got the phone up, and he's just dancing all over the living room. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I am. <laughs> and I danced so far that I moved uh, from the living room into the dining room. Of course, they're adjacent to each other, so it's not hard. <laughs> hey, Cause, I want to take a, a brief time out here. I, I kind of forgot... Uh, Marcus Constantino, and uh, we got to get our poll question in because, you know, once we get you on here, we'll run out of time. Yeah, okay, we'll get the poll Cake question. over in front of you, and you just uh, you just forget what in the world's going on. I, just make sure you leave a little bit for me if you don't care. 
<laughs> so last week's poll question, should pep bands be allowed at games throughout all tournament play? Uh, 74% of voters at basketballnight.com said yes, they should be. Uh, 26% of voters said no. Now this week's poll question uh, involves fouls. Um, should the uh, number of fouls um, at which you get uh, you know, sat down from the game uh, be increased from five, which it is right now, to six? Uh, you can vote on that at basketballnight.com. You've got until 11.45 p.m. next week. All right. Uh, thank you again, uh, Marcus Constantino. And, uh, Rick, your thoughts on that. Uh, should they allow high school players to have six fouls instead of the five before they're, I don't really want to say ejected out of the game, but I guess disqualified, disqualified from the game? Yeah, and, and I'm going to be interested to hear Kaz's thoughts, too. He's covered basketball extensively in a – you know, I'm I'm open to it. I think uh, it would uh, you know allow players to kind of play through some things and allow them to continue to be part of the action. Uh, but I can see where there's a reason why it hasn't been changed because the fouls end up being part of the strategy, and it would totally change the strategy if a team's players could kind of play through that. So, Cos, uh, your thoughts on that uh, about expanding from five fouls to six for disqualification? Well, first off, I'd like to uh, congratulate Rick for his <laughs> 400th win, and uh, that's uh, that's the first thing on my mind. I think when you talk about changing strategy, if something were to go to six fouls, and I don't think I'm necessarily in favor of that, but uh, what what I think would happen is you see most teams or most coaches will put a player on the bench in the first half when they get two fouls. If there were three fouls, I think they would, uh, or I'm sorry, if there were six fouls for the game, I think that would give coaches more latitude and instead of somebody immediately going to the bench with two fouls, you know, they would, they'd wait till three. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure about <laughs> going to six fouls. I think, you know, you give more kids an opportunity to play the game if people are fouling out. That's kind of a, that's kind of a, a a negative positive in some way, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yep. We we kind of threw you under the bus <laughs> out there on that one. You know, it just. Uh, Rick, uh, yeah, uh, cause other thoughts from you. Uh, we we've talked a little bit and had reports on the. Uh, uh, the Martinsburg-Hedgesville game, and uh, what an interesting game. You've seen those chess matches before, but, you know, your thoughts on that game and other uh, kind of things going on in the Panhandle area because uh, we're coming down to the wire towards tournament time. Well, I think so, and I think we're at the point where the season where there's a little bit of a lull going on, and teams are kind of like going through the motions. I know I talked with Derek Vassil, Musman coach, and they had a two-point win over Washington, which apparently Washington right now is playing very good defensive basketball. They've, they've kind of gone away from playing man-to-man in their playing zone and forcing teams to try to beat them, shooting the ball long. And that, that's kind of what Hedgesville did tonight against Martinsburg. And Martinsburg made his first three-pointer, first shot in the game, and then kind of struggled after that, uh, shooting from outside. Once they got inside, they, they weren't having any problems. And meanwhile, Hedgesville had uh, shot 58% in the first half. And then third quarter, when the game was decided, went one for 13 from the field. That allowed Martinsburg to get a seven, eight-point lead. 
And then Hedgesville wanted to stay in its zone. Martinsburg said, hey, okay, we'll see what's going to happen. And they held the ball for three minutes. <laughs> Everybody just kind of like was looking like, uh, okay, what do we do during this time? Do we twiddle our thumbs in the crowd? And... Hey, Cause, I noticed uh, you, you retweeted the, the video clip of the uh, Mount View Summers County game. Uh, your, your thought on the kid that, that, that took the, the, the and just launched it down the floor and, and drilled it for the win. It was amazing. Have you ever seen anything like I, that in all your years of covering basketball? Yeah, I probably did it a few times. <laughs> okay, maybe I was sleeping when I did it. But, you, know, hey. you were having a dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would uh, that would be the first. That would be the first time I've seen something like that. You know, I've seen you know videos, but I've never seen one like that live and in person. Obviously, I saw the video, so I didn't see that one live either. But Wow. It just kind of turned, and it was perfect. Yeah. He launched it. Uh, it was behind the free throw line on the opposite end of the floor. Yeah, I'm going to say probably 88 feet, I would guess. I mean, the corner's 94 feet, and I, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, I think it's probably, you know, I'm going to say you know, probably 87, 88 feet, I, I would guess. See any someone, needs to get out to, someone needs to get out and measure that for us. <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll put that on you. Well, and I know, Cos, uh, uh, the only thing I've even seen close to that, of course, that was a game-winning shot, but uh, Bruce Morris here at Marshall University, where we're based out of, had the length of the court shot uh, that actually they put his footprints down on the court, uh, the old court there uh, in the Henderson Center, and uh, they remained there for many years, and uh, it was uh, – about this, it was about a ninety-foot uh, shot, a uh, roundabout. So something you don't see very often. I don't know uh, if that young man's feet will be on the Summers County court. Probably, <laughs> Probably not, not. But maybe <laughs> they can put him on his own court. <laughs> well, maybe it's, maybe maybe instead of not on the court, but let's go to uh, Los Angeles and we'll Grauman's Chinese Theater and his feet in cement. What other uh, schools are playing well over in, in the Eastern Panhandle that you've seen recently? Well, I think uh, you know, we're looking at you know who is behind Martinsburg. You know, is it uh, is it Musselman? Is it Hedgesville? Uh, I, I think right now it's just probably Hedgesville. But but you just you know, when they get together and you know it's I think it's going to be you know competitive and. I'm really curious to see what happens this week. Now, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but there's been changes in the uh, the Big Atlantic Classic for a couple of, for one a couple AAA teams. Rather than Musselman taking part, it'll be Hedgesville coming down that way. I understood. I mean, I knew there was some changes. I wasn't aware of exactly who was replacing who, but we were aware of a couple changes that were being made to the schedule. Yeah, so we got uh, got you know hedges all coming down that way, and I think uh, it'll be a good chance to to see how hedges all stands out more of a, on a statewide scale, playing a couple teams that they probably you know, wouldn't otherwise schedule, and I think it'll give a chance to uh, to see how how you know how they stack up. Hey, Kaz, we talked about earlier, and you probably more so than anyone would be uh, able to give insight. Uh, Joe talked about. Uh, 
you know, Martinsburg trying to run the table in uh, football, basketball. I mean, they're sitting at 16-0 and right now. Obviously, some tough games. You talk about Musselman and some other teams on their schedule. Uh, what's your gut feeling? I mean, is it a possibility that they could run the perfect uh, season in uh, football and basketball this year? Well, they certainly can, but I don't think basketball-wise they can get to 42 straight, at least not this year. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh yeah, you know, I think people you know wanted to. You know, a lot, a lot of the talk was, let's see how Martinsburg will fare when it goes on the road and plays Morgantown, which happened earlier in the week, and they kind of uh, you know, didn't have a whole lot of difficulty in that game. But they have Morgantown coming to town next Saturday, and uh, they will celebrate. The 25th anniversary of the first state championship in basketball for Martinsburg, 1994 team, 1994 season that often is always talked about the Randy Moss, Jason Williams, Bobby Howard season. And sometimes I think people forget that team didn't actually win the state championship. They got beat 79-72 by Martinsburg in the final, an incredible basketball you know, final. Yeah, I don't think people realize that. And uh, when you look back and having two uh, professional athletes on there, that's a, a great testament to that Martinsburg team that year as well. They, they, they had the perfect game plan and they executed it. They, uh, they, one of the things that they noticed that uh, uh, Randy Moss uh, would leak out when teams shot the ball. And a lot of times he was looking for a long pass from Jason Williams uh, to add to his dunk totals. I think it was somewhere around like 170 or something for his career. Uh, <laughs> and, and so what Martinsburg did is uh, crashed the boards, went to the offensive boards hard, and basically got a little bit of an edge because numerically there were more of them at the offensive glass and what DuPont had. And there were some, there were some other things as well, but it was like you know, they, they just had the perfect game plan to counter what what Jason Williams and, and, and Randy Moss were all about that season. And they had some good players, there's no question. They had you know, they had a Division One player themselves, the kid uh, Richie Sutherland who went on to Xavier, didn't play more than a season there, and um, another young a young man by the name of Marcus Logan, who won a state hurdles championship that season, went on to compete in track at Marshall. He was a pretty good athlete. Was, and he had, they had a good, a very good cast around them. You know, so it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it was, but I think the thing they talk about was how the chemistry worked for that team. You know, they, they didn't have the, you know, the superstars like the Jason Williams, like the Randy Moss. But they all worked well together, and, and it paid off. And sometimes that's what it takes. You know, it takes a little teamwork and a little strategy, uh, strategy to beat some good teams. Cause, as always, it was great. Yeah, and I have one complaint. What's that? <laughs> well, I tried to log on the other day. Well, actually, I logged on. I tried to vote in the pep band poll, and it wouldn't take my vote. So it may have been 76 <laughs> or whatever it was. So, do you like the pep band? Well, I talked about it last week. If you recall the music and stuff, and I actually wrote a column about it and mentioned you guys in my column last Sunday. Hey, I'm going to go look that up. I'm glad you mentioned that. So. 
and uh, you know, because I'm, I, you know, I love the music. I, I was sitting at the Martin's Road Day tonight, and they were going the breaks in the afternoon. I'm like, we need music. We need music. We need people, <laughs> you know, getting up, getting up, dancing along. The music man, you know, the cause, Rick Kozolowski. Uh, Rick, we're out of time. We'll talk to you again next Friday night. You guys have a great weekend. All right. Thank you very much for joining us again. And we are out of time. I tell you what. It is the fastest three hours in basketball. Rick, once again, uh, congratulations to you and your uh, lady uh, Tulsa Rebels, and uh, good luck the rest of the season, and good luck uh, tomorrow. you got a game coming yeah, up. Yeah, big game tomorrow. And, uh, Joe, I wanted to give a personal shout-out. Uh, we had uh, my uncle passed away this week, uh, Jim Perry, uh, a little note tied to Marshall. Uh, him and Bob Pruitt were the ends on the Marshall football team when they were both in college. Bob Pruitt was on one end and Jim Perry, my uncle, on the other. He passed away this past week. Uh, Prayers for his family uh, uh, and all those uh, that miss him. Absolutely. Our thoughts and prayers with them. We're out of time. You've been listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia here on the Fast Break Sports Network. Thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. Tune in next Friday for the latest high school basketball action from across the mountain state. Visit BasketballNight.com for our show archives, the poll question of the week, and the BasketballNight.com scoreboard. Until next time, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Basketball Friday Night in West Virginia. The preceding broadcast was a presentation of the Fast Break Sports Network. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.